Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to Bitch, you got coronavirus. Battle New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has now lost the confidence of more than half of his constituents. 59% of New Yorkers now think he should quit following a damning report which found Cuomo sexually harassed at least 11 women. Listen to me, baby, that's all you gotta do. I do it with everyone. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Black and white, young and old, straight and LGBTQ, strangers. People who I meet on the street, I do kiss people on the forehead. I do kiss people on the cheek. I do kiss people on the I try to put people at ease. I try to make them smile. You are fake news. Very fake news. I am black. I am gay. I am disabled. I agree with that. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. And also big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. Yeah, five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. I can go write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show, frankly. The best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. I'm in the middle of a damn monsoon here. It's, It's a crazy thunderstorm, so... I hope the worst of the thunder and the rain is over, but, you know, there's always some variable thrown into the mix. So tonight it might yeah. be power outage, might be thunder sound in the background, who knows? Here too, so all bets are off. But at least it's sub like 100 degrees in our region of the country. That is... For now. Lovely. Yeah. At least for tonight. Uh, but plenty to talk about, as always. Uh, as of this hour, Andrew Cuomo remains in office as New York governor, hanging on by the thread of his I touch everyone defense. We will check in on the story as well as the controversy of his brother's involvement, um, which is I don't, arguably the bigger controversy. Uh, yeah, at who least, cares about this other stuff? Well, it's certainly not a the evidence is is the evidence against Andrew Cuomo is uh non-existent n- not great but his brother helping him to craft messaging while not disclosing that on cnn is an absolute controversy you know i'm not saying that uh, that the politics of that are worse than sexual harassment i am saying is one is certain and the other is a little more up in the air yeah but the but one is kind of swept under the rug so we'll get into chris cuomo too um plus uh they laughed at you last week or the week before with this nonsensical mask rules for vaccinated people thing. 
And now they laugh at you this week because uh, there are no masks at Obama's super spreader 60th birthday bash with hundreds of uh, beautiful people in attendance. And yet uh, at least half of our country is going to say this is fine, but also listen to the experts and the scientists tell you that you would be a bad person for doing exactly the same thing that you see all the beautiful people doing. Like if you go to a biker rally in Sturgis, you're Satan. But if you're an important person at Obama, if you're a sophisticated vaccinated person at Obama's yeah, birthday if you're bash, Chrissy Teigen, the most hated person on the planet. Yeah. Uh, plus, we have some excellent episodes from Clown World for you later in the show. Um, a trans activist takes on a Vietnam vet who runs a Star Wars store. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, hoping to take him down for his transphobia, but it doesn't go well for the activist. Uh, it's something of a It Is Ma'am sequel. Very similar event as the It Is Ma'am guy at GameStop. Uh, but uh, the the employee or the store owner in this case is a little more outspoken. And then a little girl's lemonade stand in the park outside of Seattle is shut down while naked hobos roam free in the background while they're shooting the news story. It sounds that, fair. Yeah, it's uh, it's an excellent moment. And lastly, a 42 ton boulder at the University of Wisconsin is removed and banished from the campus because it, too, is racist. Is it carved into a racist depiction? Does it have racist words on it? No, it's something much more sinister, but much more subtle. Uh, plus, our movie review tonight is Apocalypse Now, so stick around for that. We will check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo, and DLive. In between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low-down money grabbers, and we'll take as many as we can until 11.30 p.m. Eastern, so get them in early if you'd like them read, please and thank you. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. And don't forget, the show store is up and running. We have t-shirts, we have mugs, we have hats, we have it all. Plus, we have special deals from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA, chemical and fragrance-free, a portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad, not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration <laughs> of your patriotism, but when you subscribe... Here we'll send you their soap straight to your door each month. So you never forget soap at the store again. And if you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero also offers their soaps in a liquid form as well. Hero Soap offers listener the listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MC Listener. That's promo code MC Listener for 10% off from everything from our friends at Hero Soap Company. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap, plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. I do have a couple things I want to talk about before we get into the news. First is an announcement about the, the way we handle the movie review segment because we've been talking about how do we one maintain audience involvement but two open up avenues for blonde to hate 
which is what she is best at doing. How are we going to do this? So I'm going to save the full details um, on how we're going to do this until later in the movie review segment. But just in case you don't get that far and you're interested, if you're listening later, you can skip ahead and get that. But starting next month, September, we are going to open up the movie nomination process to the audience. And it'll be a little more complicated than that because we'll still have a voting mechanism. So no one person can make us watch the worst movies in the world. Can't yeah, happen. you dicks. I know that's what they would make us do. too. But for now, if you're listening live and you want to sign up to be a potential movie nominator starting in September, the link is in my Apocalypse Now review on my website. It's also linked in the description. Uh, there's a form where you can sign up. And, and again, I'll explain the full details of this plan later on in the movie review segment. The other thing I wanted to share, uh, I, I did discuss this a bit on Wednesday, just some personal news that I think is relevant for how we all think about how to handle this increasing Corona authoritarian tyranny, social pressure, workplace pressure, school pressure, bullshit. And I, I did talk about this a little bit on Wednesday, so it'll be a repeat for a few of you, but, um, Maybe the two of you who listen to the Wednesday show, I, I should say. <laughs> It'll <laughs> yeah, really. be repeat for you. But there are some new developments. And um, and I, I've thought some more about the lessons that I think we can learn from this episode. So as many of you know, my wife uh, works at a grocery store in town. And it's a, it's a big grocery store that's part of a Northwest uh, regional chain. And as many of you also know, my wife is now seven and a half months pregnant, due in the latter part of next month, September. So on Tuesday, even though this company operates mostly in rural, conservative Idaho, Montana, Washington, this part of the country, they decided on a whim and on a moment's notice to their employees that they were going to require their workers to wear masks again. Outrageous. Did they hold a store-wide meeting to deliver this news? No, they just went department by department in the store and quietly whispered it to their workers. So there was no discussion and there's no recourse. Hey, when you guys show up tomorrow, you're going to wear a mask. That's how this went. And I'll emphasize there was no social or political pressure to do this. There are no mask mandates in this state. There are no mask mandates in this They just did it on their own. Nobody made them do this. 90% of customers at this store Mm. are not wearing masks. Nobody cares about this anymore. There's no pressure on them to do this, but they did it anyway. And of course, my wife and I um, are opposed to this mask wearing nonsense in general, but she did do it through the prior episode of, of mask requirements, um, in part because we were sympathetic to the company that the government was requiring them to do this. So we kind of we just went along with it and she did it half assed like anybody else. And it was never a big deal. Um, but that's over. We're done now. The government's not making them do that. And of course, in the the late term of her pregnancy, we're not going to restrict my wife's breathing. Yeah, of course. Not, not that it was sensible before and not that I would impose it on anybody else, but especially at this point in her life and our lives. So she gets a meeting with um, with store management this week and store management after discussion agrees with her that this is all BS because it's not about the science. Why? Because the store is not requiring customers to wear masks. The store is also not requiring overnight workers to wear masks in the store. It is admittedly all about optics. And the store management says that their hands are tied. My wife's only option is one to wear a mask, which we're not going to do Two, 
this is this is their generous offering to us. You can work overnights from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Great, thanks. Well, seven and a half months pregnant. Okay, or accept 30 days of unpaid leave. So we chose 30 days of, days unpaid, of unpaid leave. leave. What else are you going to do? Yeah, that is the option that we chose. And store management told us to get in contact with the corporate bosses to voice our opinions. And so I did that. I called up the corporate office. I emailed the corporate office and, um, and I got a response from the corporate HR lady with some canned crap answer, you know, telling me (laughs) she, she, uh, sent me to store management, discuss this with store management with some, Oh my God, canned corporate language. So I, I responded with my own email to this person. And mind you, I'm being stern but respectful the whole time. I'm I'm not trying to insult them. I'm not trying to be vulgar. I'm thinking double birds in my head, but I'm typing, <laughs> yeah. you know, bullet point reasoned arguments like you'd expect. Right. Okay. And I respond to her. I type out, you know, a whole email. I respond to her. And uh, right after I send it, I get one of those failure to deliver notifications. And I think, oh, that's weird. Did I type her email address wrong or something? I don't know. I look at it. It gives me a particular error code. I look up what this error code means. That's a personal block error code. And I thought, oh, no, man. come on. Her job is HR. Yeah. She's not going to block an employee's family with concerns about policy. That, that is her job. Lo and behold, I try out a different email address, send the same it email. It goes right through. So she personally blocked me. The corporate person whose job it is to deal with employee issues blocked me. And, um, yeah, as I mentioned, I never insulted. I wasn't vulgar. I was totally polite, but stern. And, uh, the reason I bring this up is, is to tell the story, obviously, but I want to emphasize this is not a, it's not a poor us story. We had obviously planned for her to take time off. Um, but that sucks. It's just a, we're a little ahead of time now where we thought we would be. Um, and I understand that a lot of you in the audience have it way, way worse with your employers or your schools forcing vaccines on you and all of this stuff. So I'm not here to say poor me or poor us. But I, I did learn a few things in this episode that I think are valuable for how we all think about how to manage this sort of creeping pressure or uh, requirements or force that enters our lives. And the things I think are notable about this whole uh, story are, are, are these. Um, first of all, everyone knows it's crap. The yeah. employees at the store know it's crap. The store manager knows it's crap. No, it's crap. The corporate HR lady knows it's crap, but everyone says their hands are tied and blame and blame someone else. So store employees say their bosses are making them do it. The bosses at the store say corporate is making them do it. Corporate says it's the store management's job to deal with why nobody wants accountability because they all know it's crap. And it's just interesting to watch how every individual knows this is garbage, but perceives some threat or punishment against them if they were to go against that garbage. Well, that's disappointing. Well, it it goes to show how even nonsense can become sort of unanimous. And sounds like the work of chicks. (laughs) <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. I might get in trouble for speculating. But the point is, uh, everybody thinks that they're protecting something by submitting. And I get yeah. that perspective. I've been sympathetic to it um, throughout this whole this whole corona nonsense. But I think it's time to start thinking about what are we actually protecting by submitting? Because the more you submit, the more they take away. I mean, we're 
we're at the point where they're forcing a pregnant woman to restrict her breathing. You're, we're out of our goddamn minds. Like that yeah. is the most nonsensical health requirement I've ever heard. And that's that's not a situation worth protecting anymore. And they're not going to stop it forcing the pregnant lady to restrict her breathing. They're coming for you. The point is, we're not going to comply or submit our way out of this. Of course not. This is really late in the game. Everybody thinks I'm just going to lay down until this all goes away and normalcy comes back. It's not gonna. And I know everyone has their personal line for, for us. This is, this is the one we laid down for other battles prior. This is the one where we're not taking this crap anymore. I know it's a little bit different for everybody, but everybody's got to think about that because this attitude of, if I just submit to them, this will all go away. It won't, it won't. So the other thing to think about too, um, in, in a lot of these situations, many, if not most of the people around you doing that submission, they actually agree with you. They're just looking yeah. for someone like you to step up and stick your neck out. In many ways, I, I kind of wish they disagreed with me because that's that's more disappointing that, that people agree with you and they're still not willing to do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I understand when your livelihood is on the line, when your ability to take care of your family is on, on the line. But if we keep submitting with no end, they're going to take that away anyway. Yeah. You're not going to be it, providing a great future for your family by submitting to these people. It's kind mm -hmm. of a false uh, choice or a, a, a flawed theory of how we're going to succeed in this. People are waiting for one person to stand up. Have we talked about this um, this study that was done on the length of lines? Black Pill just talked about it before. Are you familiar with this? Mm -mm. Oh, there wait. was a... Where everyone in the group agrees that a line is shorter or longer, but they're wrong. Right. Yeah. But they're wrong. So the only person is the one test subject. Yes. Um, and then uh, they typically will just be like, we'll just say that the line is the same as everybody else says yeah. uh, until one person in, in the group says, no, this is the longest line. And then they'll say like, yeah. Uh, do and right. that's all it takes. You just kind of have all another person to back you up another person for solidarity. And I know yeah. it's, I know it's tough to be that person. Trust me. It stressed out my wife to have to go into work that day and realize I got to be that person. Yeah. And we kind of had to have a pep talk and a strategy talk the night before. And I'm really proud that she did that, but even that is stressful, you know? Yeah. And she's pregnant and doesn't need any of this. So I understand, but it, at this point we got to start, we got to start showing some courage. Otherwise, they're going to take they're going to take a lot more than they already have. Yeah. Anyway, if uh, if any if there are more updates in the saga, I will keep you posted. And thanks for bearing with a personal story a little bit there. Um, but it's time to talk about the week's actual news. Uh, let me get the uh, story here because I teased last weekend. Uh, here we go. I teased last weekend um, the only olympic event that i care about at all and that of course is tranny <laughs> weightlifting and i knew it was going to be worth checking out because either a dude was going to dominate or a bunch of chicks um well, a, a, a dude was going to dominate <laughs> a bunch of chicks and progressives were going to have to come to terms with that or see it's confusing you got confused confused for a second yeah or um chicks are going to dominate a dude and it's going to be a hugely embarrassing yeah. event yeah. so uh, 43 year old man, Laurel Hubbard failed on all three 
of uh, these attempted 125 kilogram or 275 pound lift attempts. The International Olympic Committee is a bunch of copyright Nazis, so I have had to alter the footage to show you what it looked like. And frankly, I risk the stream by doing this, but I think it's worth seeing in case people did not. So here is what the attempted lift and the praise for the failure looked and sounded like. Laurel Hubbard from New Zealand. The first openly transgender female yeah. athlete to compete at the Olympics and needs to execute this snatch lift to stay in the competition. <laughs> snatch. Hang on, hang on. Losing it behind. That's a shame. You do not like to see that. But you know what? I'm so proud of her for being here. Here she is. Made history in this competition. Absolutely agree with that. She should be proud. Well, uh, at least he, as a trans person, he's getting the treatment that women get, which is at least she came and showed up. I'm proud of her for that. I've been getting that Equality. my whole life. Yeah. I'm glad you picked yeah. up on the joke that uh, failed snatch attempt is is a uh, description <laughs> of the weightlifting, but also a description of this overall uh, hey. image that we have in front of us right here. Indeed is a failed snatch attempt. Failed snatch attempt. And the the think pieces, the progressive think pieces are already out like this one in MSNBC. uh, Olympic athlete Laurel Hubbard just shattered a transphobic myth. If there's one takeaway from Laurel Hubbard's disappointing finish, it's that trans women are not a threat to women's (laughs) sports. Or is it just a lesson that Laurel Hubbard is not a threat to women's sports? This is an unathletic fat man who is also old. (laughs) If you don't believe me. That that's the issue. Why don't you have the men's uh, gold medal basketball team take on the women's gold medal basketball team? And the men can actually wear high heels and wear dresses and we'll (laughs) still see how it goes. But the funniest moment was actually not uh, Hubbard's failed lift. It was afterward when the women who actually meddled in this event were asked about what it was like to participate in this historic moment. Notice the differences in the answers to these two questions. You went to the United States earlier this year and you trained side by side with Sarah in Utah. What was that experience like? Um, Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I was really honored to be invited out to the States to train with the guys and especially Sarah, you know, we we get on really well. Um, We're very like-minded people. It was a historic night here uh, with Laurel Hubbard competing as the first openly transgender in a uh, in a uh, individual event. I was wondering, you know, what you felt about that and what you felt that that it took place in, in your sport. Chirp, chirp, chirp. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) They just refused the question. No, no. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd be so pissed off. I'm like, I worked my whole life to do this stupid sport or whatever and be this giant fat woman. And uh, some fat dude becomes that loses becomes the center of it. Yeah. Yeah. To have this uh, this guy distract from their accomplishment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm perhaps we'll see, I don't know, 40, 47 year old Laurel Hubbard again, or I guess it'll be sooner than that. It'll be 20. How old is he? 43 now. So maybe he'll be 46 next time he gets a crack at it. God. Anyway, that's that for now. Um, really quick. Basically what happened with this Tibbetts retrial is exactly what we talked about last week. It's not going to happen. No, definitely not. If you guys remember from last week, we've talked about it a few times, actually. The defense for this a-hole that murdered Molly Tibbetts and confessed, he has a sentencing hearing coming up. His defense was like, oh, it was clearly because Molly Tibbetts got kidnapped by some sex trafficking ring, and they were going to get the try to get the case retried, but the judge was like, no. Nah. 
not going to happen. So rejected. And it looks like he is up for sentencing August 30th. So end mm-hmm. of the month. Yep. Well, um, rule number one for Joe Biden is stop sniffing kids. But rule I number can't. two, rule number two for Joe Biden is he is too mentally gone to stop sniffing any kids. So he did it again on Thursday. Biden held a uh, ceremony in the White House Rose Garden to honor the Capitol Police and the D.C. Metro Police for their work on January 6th. And Joe beckons a little girl over to him and gives her the old Sniffy Joe classic. You right there. Get over here. (laughs) And he sticks that schnoz right in there. Oh my God. He won't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Joe. No. Understated part of that. It's an outdoor event and only kids are wearing masks. So, okay. I mean, pick whatever your favorite child abuse might be. Holy (laughs) shit. Did you hear that one? Yeah. That was a big crack. Damn. Ominous. Anyway. Uh, Hey, speaking of the Capitol riot. Uh, what's going on? Well, two more uh, D.C. or Capitol Police were Arkansas this week. Uh, yeah. 43 year old Gunther Hashida committed suicide on July 29th. Um, and I don't know how he killed himself, but his family is not blaming the suicide on the riot. And then Nancy Pelosi still has the big D to come out and make a statement about this. Like, like if any other police officer committed suicide, she'd give a shit. But she comes out and she says, Officer Hashida was a hero who risked his life to save our capital, the congressional community, and our very democracy. All Americans are indebted to him for his great valor and patriotism on January 6th and throughout his selfless service. January 6th was just another day of work for most of these people. It's like, this is not the turning point of his life. She was deliberately trying to um, connect him to the, the Capitol riots when yeah. there's no evidence that his suicide had anything to do with it. And um, Yeah. And that's all they do is they write the headlines. Third and fourth suicide yes. connected to. Yeah. Okay. And then a fourth DC Metro police officer who responded to the Capitol protest. So he wasn't a, um, a Capitol police officer neither was the other guy oh they were uh, both dc metro yeah but they were okay. both um working at the capitol police i mean i don't think people realize the police force that was there what uh the second guy he was just doing curfew d- duty hmm. so connecting him to this even though he was only a metro dc police officer and, is, and in the case of the first guy the family is out saying like that no, this is not yeah. connected to the capitol right? yeah so this other guy, Kyle Defreitag, he was 26. He committed suicide um, in mid-July. And then CBS does this whole article about all the, the cops that have killed themselves. And they talk about how he's been with the department since 2016, uh, he, which also confirmed that D. Freytag, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, responded to the Capitol on January 6th. He had been assi- assigned to enforce curfew violations at the Capitol follow- following the riot. Following the riot. Okay, so he showed up after the fact? And then they're still calling this a Capitol Police officer suicide related to the riot. Yeah, they'll up that Uh, count as as much as they can. 
In this article, uh, CBS says, Defraytag and Hashida's deaths mark the third and fourth suicide of a police officer sent to protect lawmakers and the Capitol from a violent mob of former President Trump's supporters as they attempted to prevent the election from being certified. And we don't have any, di- any more information as far as methods they used or health conditions where they... Were drugs involved? Were mental health issues involved? We don't know. No, the families are are trying to keep these things private. Um, It's their right to not not discuss it. I mean, if you think about the sheer number of police officers that were sent to respond and uh, to bolster support within the entire city and everything like that, I mean – some of them are going to die by by heart attack. Some of them are going to die by suicide. Four is suspicious, I will say. Um, but I mean, obviously some of these people are having marital problems. Some of these people are having drug issues. There are other reasons people commit suicide. Yeah. And it is a profession with a a high rate of suicide, Uh, right? Um, just like the military is or, or anything else. So I I suppose it's not inherently suspicious. That said, um, uh, as it relates, sorry about the thunder here, as it relates to our next story, I do think it's fair to ask questions about who knows what and what information might be valuable, what information might want to be suppressed. I'm not saying these guys knew anything. I'm just they saying could have. maybe they got suicided. I, there, I there's know. more information coming out or at least more witnesses coming out on the uh, Roseanne Boyland case. She was the woman who uh, they, they first said died of a meth or a drug overdose, a drug overdose, a meth overdose. Yeah. Now we have a bunch and of witnesses saying she was trampled by police, which we talked about last right, week, but right. now there are three more witnesses speaking in support of that. Yes. Three other witnesses. We talked about one last week who, um, has yet to be unmasked. That person was anonymous. So we took it with a grain of salt. And then there was that guy, I think it's Philip Anderson, the first guy that came out and talked about this. Mm-hmm. So three more witnesses, um, have been identified that, uh, say that Capitol Police were responsible for the death of Roseanne Boyland. And two of them are behind bars in D.C. jail with no bail for months now. Uh, the other is under home incarceration. So do you think that that's some kind of coincidence? I mean, I bet these people are incarcerated because they're trying to talk about this. Well, in fairness, lots of people are unjustly incarcerated yeah. <laughs> related to the Perfect. Capitol riot. So I don't know if it's that selective, but... Um, This guy from Citizens Against Political Persecution has exclusively identified these witnesses that are willing to speak out from D.C. jail um, and the other one at home incarceration. I know it's a little long, but there's a statement that I did want to read from one of these guys, Jonathan Mellis. Okay. And he's being held indefinitely in D.C. jail with no bail since February 17th. He hasn't even had a bond hearing. Oh, my God. How is any of this even constitutional? It's not. The Constitution doesn't matter. It's it's asinine. Anyway, this is his statement. Silly me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was there when Roseanne Boylan was being trampled by the police. I was at the bottom of the steps in front of the hallway. Many people were screaming that a woman was being trampled by the police. I responded as fast as I could. I saw her lifeless body being crushed under the officers and hit with their batons. They were kicking her viciously. I um, asked them to get off of her. I was maced. I still hear the cries for help. My memories of this hectic situation started affecting me more and more after I found out the Roseanne did not make it. We didn't save her. I've seen body cam footage since then of a Trump supporter giving her chest compressions in the hallway as the police continue to attack the people who are there to save her. And this happened about a minute after my involvement. As God is my witness, this is the truth. The cops are even still striking her lifeless body with their batons and their boots. 
these are the body cam footages they're not releasing. I can send you body cam footage of my involvement if you would like. Well, that will and tell then, a lot if he does that. Yeah, it will. Uh, it, the gateway pundit said the statement can be substantiated with a video now released of Boylan being struck by police officers with batons as she's being crushed by people. But I did not see this video in the subsequent article. So I would really like to see that. I mean, I know there's, there's the one angle, but the more the more video we have, certainly yeah, the better. Uh, you know, this is the real cover up. These oath breaking fucks. And we're all Ooh, support the police. How Why? dare you slur that? We heard last week. That is a slur. Yeah. You can't say remember your oath is the most hateful thing ever I said know. to that particular except for the frequent N words that were everywhere mm. but on camera. Yeah. 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 This chick seems to have gotten killed by police. Are we ever mm. is the public ever going to believe the truth of of the January 6th? It seems like there are plenty more questions in this case to ask. But again, just like Ashley Babbitt, this is and I, you know, I can't say definitively this is a police killing, but you have people testifying to that effect. And again, Ashley Babbitt's case certainly was in both of these cases, people who love to rage about every police killing absent the facts or evidence as to whether it's justified, don't care about this at all, because after all, they were committing crimes that day as though. All of the other heroes killed by police were not committing crimes when they were killed by police, as though that's any kind of distinction. I'm a little worried even talking about this. That being said, Uh, if anything ever happens to me, I would not kill myself. (laughs) I plead plead McAfee on that one. If I disappear, it wasn't me. Should I get whacked? A whacked tramp stamp? Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, let's talk a little Cuomo. Because recall Andrew and Chris, well, I, I, Andrew first, but Chris later. Recall back in February, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo had a wave of sexual harassment claims made against him. I remember covering these because it seemed like every week for a month there was yeah. a new one or a new three. And then we were like, oh, it's over. And well, it wasn't over because remember uh, our favorite state attorney general, New York AG, Letitia James. That is the proper pronunciation of her name, <laughs> as we learned then. Our, our, uh, our favorite AG, Letitia James, uh, was was assigned to investigate these accusations. And now, uh, as of Tuesday, she unveiled her 160-plus page report at a press conference. So what has she discovered? Uh, nothing. I mean, the probe, okay, it took five months to complete. It's 179 witnesses interviewed, 168-page report, three appendices, uh, that includes handwritten notes, emails, and text messages documenting the governor governor's alleged behavior. And so the conclusion was uh, there's nothing criminal here, but they can still have civil, civil lawsuits. It's like they didn't find out anything. It was just old man stuff. Like he touched my lower back with his finger. He called me honey. He asked me how how old I am. And then the groping uh, the groping accusation is the, is the most serious accusation it's the only one where they were like well uh, maybe and even her this just sounds like like old like gross old man stuff she's the one who's bringing criminal charges which i'll get to in a, in a minute and even in her um in her press conference uh Letitia james said that there were there were criminal that that there were criminal implications that andrew cuomo had broken state and federal law here is what she had to say in, in announcing her um the, re- the release of her report and the findings. The independent investigation has concluded that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women and in doing so violated federal and state law. The investigation found that Governor Andrew Cuomo 
sexually harass current and former New York State employees by engaging in unwelcome and non-consensual touching and making numerous offensive comments of a suggestive and sexual nature that created a hostile work environment for women. I mean, we should be creating more hostile work environments for women so that they stop working. <laughs> You're on board. I know this. I think yeah. this is the appropriate amount of sexual harassment to be going on in an office place. <laughs> I knew one way or another you'd become Team Cuomo on this one. I am. Which... I'm like, don't resign, man. I, I don't remember what I said to you on <laughs> Skype, but, you know, I, I want to yeah. usher back in this era where women are subjugated in the workplace and where it's totally normal to just like get your boss coffee and cigarettes and not have any real power. Uh, and then get get some slight sexual harassment. It's like this is what uh, working women should be subjected to. Otherwise, well, speak, stay in the home. <laughs> speaking of power dynamics, we know that uh, Miss James here is. It sounds like she's seeking the governor uh, to be. She's looking to become governor herself. Yeah. So you surprise. have interesting political conflicts of interest going on. Same with Bill De Blasio dunking all over Andrew Cuomo. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just she mentioned she mentions handwritten notes as part of the evidence. I didn't have time to That's look through evidence. all the, but ha did you see any of the, I just, do, do the notes say, thanks for the ass grab sign Andy or what, like what do these no, notes say? No, it's handwritten notes of the women. Um, I mean, I didn't really see, oh, it's not I didn't from go through him, this. It's them. I didn't go through this very carefully because I was like, it all sounds like bullshit. You didn't but, want to uh, read from, all one, 170 pages or whatever. Yeah, so boring. And it sounds like, um, it's just documentation from the women uh, that things like this happened, but not corroboration from Cuomo. Hmm. Well, even if the evidence is um, maybe not the most conclusive evidence ever, uh, <laughs> the defense from Andrew Cuomo is not a good one politically. The defense that Andrew Cuomo brought out this week was effectively, I do it to everyone. What he means is he uh, greets people with touch everywhere he goes, but his phrasing was uh, it, it just it, it wasn't something that makes you confident that he didn't do anything weird. I do it with everyone, black and white, young and old, straight and LGBTQ, friends, strangers, people who I meet on the street. I do kiss people on the forehead. I do kiss people on the cheek. I do kiss people oh. on the hand. I try to put people at ease. I try to make them smile. <laughs> and the montage of him touching everyone. And his the guilt or Biden innocence defense. aside, yeah, if, if the accusation is, hey, you sexually harassed people, I did it to everyone, quote unquote, that is a terrible piece of political messaging. No, I know what he means. He means like, hey, I'm just kind of a happy guy who likes to hug and likes to touch people. I view in like a greeting way, like a handshake hug way. That's what he means. But when you just just as a matter of political messaging, I do it to everyone coupled with the bizarre um, progressive uh, checklist of I do it to the blacks. I do it to the gays. I do it to the lesbians. I do it to the disabled Muslims. That's just a weird way to present it to um, not to mention one of the pictures he shows in his montage supposedly to exonerate himself is him touching Bill Clinton. Like It doesn't oh, get no. touchier than the two of you together, dude. Ugh. Just maybe don't don't pick Bill to go in the montage. There's got to be better examples. If you do it to everyone, you can exclude Bill. There are plenty more people to work with.
I don't know. I, it seems like he's kind of a, uh, why, why are they picking on him now? I thought this blew over. There's something else here. Well, I'm definitely open to the theory that this is distraction, political strategy, etc. cetera. Um, I'm open to that idea. Is it all for Latidia? I don't know. <laughs> Some, someone is going to get, I, I, I'm totally unclear about this because if it is political strategy rather than authentic opposition to his supposed sexual harassment, um, why would they turn on the guy that they've been effectively worshiping throughout coronavirus? This guy was their hero, despite the fact that New York is one of the worst states for deaths and cases. But he was a political hero throughout it. So why would they want to dump him? It, people were almost begging him to run for president uh, because of his coronavirus stuff. So why the turn? Who does it benefit? Who is supposed to fill his shoes? Those we'll questions are pretty unclear to me. We'll see. But we'll see later. Whether they're authentic in their principles, which is a laughable concept to me, but <laughs> <laughs> they want us to believe that's the case. Okay. Whether they are or not, it does seem like he's on the way out at minimum. Um, nothing is certain yet, but here's the possibilities yeah. for how this is going to go. Um, as far as who has called for Cuomo to resign, pretty much uh, your major uh, Democrats, including major New York Democrats. So Biden, Schumer, Pelosi, um, incoming New York City uh, mayor Democratic nominee Eric Adams and New York's entire Democratic congressional delegation, among others. Cuomo says he's not resigning for now, though. So if he doesn't quit, Blonde's cheering you on, dude. She's probably the only one. But, you you know, she's fierce. She's got your back. Uh, So if Cuomo doesn't resign, the possible uh, developments after that are impeachment or criminal prosecution or possibly both. So on the prospect of impeachment for Andrew Cuomo, the New York Assembly um, Judiciary Committee has already been running its own investigation into these sexual harassment allegations. And those results are expected to be released within days. So we might have another big report coming out this week or uh, soon thereafter. New York Assembly Speaker Carl Heasty, I think is how you pronounce that. He says, quote, it is Abundantly clear to me that the governor has lost all confidence of the assembly Democratic majority and that he can no longer remain in office. State Senator James Scofis Scofis says um, if Cuomo doesn't quit, impeachment and removal is certain. So before this investigation that's coming out is um, complete and before everybody is on record, it's not completely clear how everybody will vote, but the process is basically the same as what exists at the federal level for the presidency. The New York state assembly will bring charges and they can bring those charges with a simple majority vote. It looks pretty solid that the votes are there at least to do that. And then the Senate will serve uh, or will, will host the trial for Andrew Cuomo where just like at the federal level, a two thirds majority is necessary to convict and remove him. In this case, um, apparently seven judges of the New York state court of appeals also join the 62 member state Senate as jurors, uh, according to this report, the uh, the math works out to Cuomo can afford to lose 24 senators, but no more uh, Democrats it's not looking good for him, man. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say for sure, but the math is not looking like it's in his favor. Democrats do hold a large majority in both houses of the New York legislature, but. You know, a lot of them are turning on him. The, the political pressure is against him and you can you can bet that. Republicans are going to line up against him. You know, they can claim it's for the sexual harassment reasons, even if they just want to get rid of that guy. 
so the maybe he are, should be hailed as an American hero. He did take out a whole bunch of old people that we were wasting resources on that so could have been spent <laughs> on the young. And then he put all these women in their place. Hmm. He earned your vote. Sounds like. I think I like uh, him. Odds are pretty high. I, and actually, there's an there's an election for New York governor next year, I believe, 2022. So um, I'm not sure if he's even eligible to run again. That I don't know. But hmm. doesn't matter. Case, he would never he'd never secure that after this. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, the odds are pretty high that he'll be impeached and removed. Um, if you were a betting man, you would probably bet that is likely to happen. The prospect of criminal charges is a lot dicier. Um but if something were to materialize, it might be the case that losing political power would actually be the lesser of Cuomo's concerns. Um, you heard the AG say that the uh, governor committed state and federal crimes. It's kind of weird for the AG to say that he committed crimes, but she's not bringing charges. Yeah. Uh, maybe she will down the line. But that aside, now the Albany, Albany, I don't want to mispronounce Albany County prosecutor, uh, Kevin Soares, Soares. He's saying that he is conducting a criminal investigation. And as you mentioned, one of these accusers, formerly anonymous, but now out, her name is Brittany uh, uh, Camiso. She's a former executive assistant to the governor. She filed a criminal complaint against Cuomo with the Albany County Sheriff's Office on Friday. I don't see specific mention of what the charge that is being sought is. But there is a criminal Capital complaint. groping. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, as a practical matter, though, it sounds like criminal charges, or at least conviction, are, are uh, is very unlikely. Um, the lawyer quoted in this New York Times piece says, uh, our criminal laws don't much uh, don't cover much of what sexual harassment is, uh, at least in the workplace. So it is the opinion of this sexual harassment lawyer in the Times piece that these matters are much more likely to be settled with civil suits than they are with some sort of criminal charge, let alone conviction. Hmm. That brings us to the other part of this controversy, which is uh, just about media integrity and political bias and what you're seeing on the news each and every night. If you're one of the few people who actually watches CNN, I guess, but the other scandal here is for Andrew's brother, Chris, the CNN anchor, of course. Uh, the appendix in Letitia's report contains an email. Still funny, huh? Contains an, <laughs> an email apparently showing Chris Cuomo uh, drafting a statement for his brother to deal with the public scrutiny back in February. So this draft statement is supposed to be a response to the accusations of Charlotte Bennett, who's one of the 11 accusers. And I don't need to read the whole thing. It's just Chris Cuomo crafting messaging effectively what Andrew is saying anyway. I'm a touchy guy. I like to touch people when I greet them. I'm sorry if that was misinterpreted. Okay. Now, in Chris's defense, um, he did say back when this got started, obviously, I'm biased in this particular story. I'm going to remove myself from reporting on this story. And he hasn't really talked about it. However, active participation in the story was also never disclosed. Uh, so I don't well, care about this. I mean, you don't you really don't care about that? Well, we know he has no integrity and it's not like he's a master of spin. I think that Cuomo arguably Chris Cuomo arguably has more experience spinning his bad behavior hmm. than Andrew. Um I mean based on he, he's not talking about it on CNN. But he's but doing he's, behind the scenes work. He's, yes. he's not like um he's not like a a PR guy who specializes 
in making stories sound better. He has he has a bias that everybody is aware of. He's not talking about it on CNN. I just also Chris Cuomo is, is never going to spin this. There, well, there, I think it's no one. Angle it's one and thing that was a really re- bad take by Andrew. <laughs> it's one thing to recuse yourself, and I don't. Yeah. To be as fair as possible, I don't necessarily have a huge problem with that. Obviously, nobody's there's a select few people who take his opinion seriously regardless, but I don't think anybody's going to take his opinion seriously on this particular matter because of yeah. his loyalty to his brother. So recusal yeah. is one thing, but to actively participate in the story without disclosing that, I mean, that's another level. That's a that's a higher level of dishonesty. And well, that's yeah, they're they're both liars. They're Italian brothers. If we think that they're not going to help each other out, then we're living <laughs> well, wait, in a I different thought, world. I thought Andrew was cool. Which one's cool now? Is Chris not cool? Chris is fine. Oh, Chris Andrew is cool with the, too. With Andrew, with his uh, with his weightlifting. It's <laughs> no, no. Chris is the weightlifter. He Chris has the Cuomo his, branded dumbbells. <laughs> yeah. Don't I think forget. I just reversed them all in the the, the whole the totality yeah. of what I just remember said. his dramatic um, video emerging from the coronavirus basement. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I apologize. Yeah, um, Chris Cuomo is the uh, the douche. Okay. However, they have been acting symbiotically throughout the course of their tenure and their respective positions. So mm. for us to assume that anything was going to be different is foolish. Yeah, I, fair to say you're saying bad, but not shocking. Like it's not good yeah, or acceptable, yeah. but it's just it's not surprising. No, I mean um, I like that they're loyal to their siblings. That's good. Um. Yeah, but at well. It, if you are actively deceiving others, there's a debate there. But if your job is supposedly public truth teller, which is Chris Who Cuomo's job, that about well, Chris Cuomo? that's what he would say. I'm a public truth teller. I'm Chris Cuomo. I think he would say some variation of that. And um, there was a lot of truth omitted in that particular move. In CNN, it sounds like there is um, dissatisfaction behind the scenes at CNN, but publicly um, CNN has not disciplined Chris in any way, and nobody at CNN is discussing Chris's involvement in the scandal either, at least this week. Uh, according to the New York Times, many CNN staffers are privately expressing dismay that Chris has been allowed to stay on the air without addressing the scandal. Uh, as the New York Times says in their report, the fact that Chris remained on the air this week without addressing it shows that CNN is fully behind him. But lucky for Chris, he's going on vacation this week. He's taking ah. this week off. And uh, that is very convenient, as the Daily Mail says. At the same time, it is Chris's birthday, and he apparently does take his birthday week off every single year. So I guess it could be actually convenient timing. I don't know. I didn't go back and vet if he does this. But that's Least what Chris relaxing Cuomo says. vacation he's ever had. I'm he's sure. going fishing in the Hamptons. Chris Cuomo. It's hardly a vacation. It's like an hour away from where he lives. Uh, well, uh, he, apparently, I, I guess he takes a helicopter there. He's got his own. Oh, I don't know if he does biceps curls on the helicopter <laughs> or not. Sure Maybe. And actually, I shouldn't um, get too lost in this Chris Cuomo scandal because actually both of this overshadows uh, both of these things overshadow um, Bill de Blasio's entry in the competition to ruin New York. And this is actually much more consequential for the life of the average yeah, citizen, of course. Real. Um, just as, just as, just for us as Americans, but certainly if you are a New York city resident or even in the area and you like to visit sometimes on Tuesday, 
de Blasio announced the key to NYC pass, which uh, starting on September 13th, that's the day of the science. Apparently science doesn't go into effect until September 13th. And I was hoping, I thought if you're going that close, they should have made it September 11th just for kind of irony's sake. Ugh. It's like we, we're, Ugh. we're celebrating the anniversary by ruining New York again. September yeah, 11th is vaccine passport day in New York city. <laughs> but yeah, this, this program means proof of vaccination will be required to work at or attend indoor restaurants, gyms, or entertainment here is bill describing the program so today i announce a new approach which we're calling the key to nyc pass because someone's vaccinated they can do all the amazing things that are available in this city it's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary to living a good and full and healthy life okay but who determines that? Who determines what a good, healthy, full life is? The government. And that is such a dangerous precedent, such a dangerous philosophy. And where does it stop? Well, you, you shouldn't be able to eat that candy bar because that's not a, a that's not part of a good, healthy, full life. Oh, isn't it wild to finally hear them say this? It, it is pretty insane. It's dystopian nonsense. Oh, yeah. And even if you're in favor of this vaccine and you want it for yourself, This is a standard that we should all be very careful with. The government tells you what a good, healthy life is, and you will either do that or you'll be banished to you'll be banished with the rest of the undesirables into the underworld. And you will not be seen or participate in all the awesome the rest of society that we all enjoy. And I love the framing in this NBC story. Um, Quote, it's an attempt by de Blasio to encourage more people to get vaccinated. It is the forced seizure of private property. Effectively, you're dictating what private business will do and the forced expulsion of those undesirables out of public life. There's nothing Mm -hmm. encouraging about that. It's not like, hey, the vaccine's pretty good. I would strongly recommend getting it for these reasons. It's you will do this or you will be in exile. Fine. I, I want to be exiled from New York. I know. Well. That That is the choice that people will make. And as far as how this is supposedly going to work, um, New Yorkers will need to provide a vaccination paper card uh, or use the city's COVID-19 safe app or the state's Excelsior app. But there are a few awkward things about how that's going to work. First of all, um, it's going to be racially disproportionate. <laughs> uh, as far as the stats currently 47% of New York City residents are vaccinated. Uh, white New York City residents are vaccinated. 33% of black New Yorkers, 45% of Hispanics. So no matter how you slice it, Bill de Blasio is going to be forcing the stab on way more of his precious people of color, which in any other context we're told is racist. But I can't, again, I can't wait to see. Just like I want you to go into um, Chicago and say, you guys all need to get vaccinated right now. Yes, try this, Bill. I'm sure it's going to work well. That's going to be really, really awkward when he's blaming the people of color and excluding them from public yeah. life. Yeah. But how many business owners will actually want to do this? Because it's going to mean increased costs and angry customers. So why bother? Like, first of all, you know that just citizens are going to fake the documentation. If a paper pass is acceptable, people will fake that paper pass. But if you're the business And Bill de Blasio says, you're going to have to record keep all this nonsense and and audit it and show it to us. You're just going to fake that just as much. You don't care. You want people to come into your business and spend money. The idea that they're going to be his record keeper. I just don't think that's going to. It might happen for some, but I don't think that's going to be reliable. 
Uh, people have been major, major retards about this at the expense of the growth of their personal wealth. Could so be. I no longer think that people are going to put what's best for them. I mean, it's it's virtue signaling. It, it's it's a detriment to your own health in general. Yeah. Well, it, the irony for businesses, it's like, do you do you know who the people are who want your business to be open and prosperous? A lot of unvaccinated. Do yeah. you know who the people are who want to shut your business down? A lot of Philly vaccinated. D. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Philly D. What <laughs> a motherfucker. You know, reading that was so vindicating today. For those of you that haven't read it, Philly D put out this tweet that's like, imagine having the resources and access to vaccinations and not doing it, you selfish fuck, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Philly D is so fired up about the vaccine that he used the F word. I don't have oh, the tweet yeah. to put up on screen, but here's the quote. Philly D, lol, imagine having eligibility and access to get the vaccine and saying nah. Also, to the pearl clutchers offended by this tweet, crying laughing emoji, yes, I am calling you stupid and you can go fuck yourself, you ignorant, selfish fuckface, winky kissy emoji. It's from Philly D's blue check account. What a son of a bitch. You know, I was always right about him. It's true. Been saying it for years. Philly D, worthless pussy right there. E to D, Philly D, the ruckus song was correct Your wife also has been on it for a while she was correct about you know i was never a, a huge fan but really the um the, the covington episode was pretty illuminating for me where he was first to disavow them with a video on twitter yes, he but was. in but in this case like if you're if it I, I guess he thinks he's so edgy by saying the f word that he's going to offend people oh my god philly d said i'm a fuck face for not getting the vaccine that really puts me in line down at the clinic i can't wait to get i can't wait to get the stab no i know because philly d said i'm a fuck face good job phil you really convinced a lot of people a monumental douche worthless, <laughs> worthless. Um, anyway it's, fine. it's uh, gonna be hilarious when all these people die in two years <laughs> we'll have to We'll we'll do that episode then. The Philly D death really? episode we will do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One billion dead, but the important thing is that it took out Philly D. <laughs> God. Uh sarcastically, Susan, defensively, Susan, jokingly, Susan. Yes. Okay, the last thing I want to say about uh, Bill de Blasio, uh, maybe there are a lot of virtue signaling businesses who will participate in the way you're describing, for sure. But but People were fleeing New York City even before this. And and B Bill's whole selling point in that press conference was, well, you know, New York City has so many amazing things and I know you can't wait to get in here. So here's how we're going to do it. I mean, sure. As an American, I'd like to visit New York City. I've never been. I'd like to see the sites. But if you create such a burden on me, is it really an experience that I can't get anywhere else? I mean, I can't see the Statue of Liberty anywhere else. I get that. There are landmarks. But yeah. is it worth it to me to go through all this stuff? And mind you, people were fleeing that state and that city before all this crap. In the last decade, the state of New York was the most fled state. 1.4 million <laughs> residents left. Um, and Seriously? In, over the last decade, 2010 to 2019. Oh and two thirds of that loss had been from New York City itself. And the state Ooh. is about half upstate, half New York City. So disproportionately people leaving the city. Million, so. That's so people will leave. I mean, you think that you're, you've got like this bomb proof, uh, uh, iconic city that everyone is just dying, dying to get into. They'll make a better city somewhere else. I know it's not easy yeah. to rebuild New York city overnight, but if you make it impossible for people to live freely and flourish there, they'll do it and you'll yeah. have to watch them do it. Yeah. I know. Like the, the next great American city could be fucking Tulsa or something like that. Yeah. 
Seriously? I don't even know it. Detroit used to be the best. My grandfather told my dad that it was um, it was like Paris and Detroit were the great cities of the world in the, I don't know, 30s, 40s. Mm. I could believe that, yeah. Uh, 40s or 50s. I mean, you know, these cities rise and fall. It's not like New York is always going to be the reigning American city for the perpetuity yeah. of our country. Well, we are due for a break if you're good to check up on chat. Um, let me see over on, uh, well, first of all, let me open the treasure chest for our friends on, uh, D live. Thank you guys for hanging out over there. Um, and over on D live ETC. Thanks for supporting the show. Giggling spy, uh, as well. Appreciate you guys. You get over there. Yeah. Just real quick on Trovo C2K, Darth Jones, Dakota, Jim, chubby stubby, renewing subscriptions. Appreciate that. Um, Darth Jones, uh, supporting the show. Thank you. And C2K says restricting citizens from eating out without proof of a jab is literally creating a two tier society. I guess that bit about all people created equal no longer applies or that, uh, HIPAA legislation. Also, is he going to apply that to requiring tourists from other sovereign nations to do the same? Yeah. I know you were mentioning that last week because C2K is from the UK and, um, if you're just a visitor, like if, if you're someone from, some you know some foreign country and you want to come see that the, those iconic american uh sites i guess you probably don't need one to see the statue of liberty from outside but if you want to get a sandwich next door um yeah. and 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 another question too if you can't go in those places even if you're foreign or whatever um the question for business is bill de blasio is saying i can't have unvaccinated come in my shop but i still would like the money that they would spend on the sandwiches do i set up basically a separate business outside to accommodate them. Is that what you're going to make people do? Yeah. Separate segregated societies. That's what I've always wanted. (laughs) And here we are. And we're finally going to have it. I mean, it could usher in an amazing era for people that refuse to be vaccinated. Well, for people that always talk about um, segregation, balkanization, secession, as though they are the hallmarks of evil, what Bill de Blasio is doing is unquestionably that. It is separationist. It is um, it's going to cause people to split in that way that I guess is evil. If your political opponents do it, this it's great could when they be do the best thing that's ever happened to us. You heard it here. Blonde's blonde supports de Blasio for governor, assuming that her true hero, Andrew Cuomo, is actually ousted. Oh, my God. What is happening? <laughs> but most of that's true. Yeah, yeah accurate. Um, you get over there. Yeah. Eric Burns Marsh says, because Kirk Cousins has not won a Super Bowl, he has been on the receiving end of many jobs. This week he put an end to that. I don't know what any of this means. Uh, leave Kirk alone. I'm, that's a reference to uh, to the Vikings quarterback. No, I don't know. Mm. Um, I, I pay so much less attention to the NFL these days because they've become, you know, a, a, a woke source of lectures about racism, just like anything else. Uh, I do know that everyone's mad at Kirk because Kirk won't say if he's vaccinated or not. And I also know that the Vikings are the least vaccinated team in the NFL. So yeah, Mm. but I I don't know the reference. I don't actually know what the joke is about there. A little over my head, I guess I should know if that's true. And they refuse to get vaccinated. Then I might change my mind on watching minorities in tight pants, jump all over each other. Uh, Eric Burns, Marshall also said one of these days, I'll proofread my super chats before sending them. I don't Mm. know if you had any grammatical errors. It's fine. Kirk. Or Eric Burns. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine for Kirk too. He's well paid. Uh, 
Knuckle Hunky Buck. Matt and I once made love, but it came to a grinding halt when I saw he had a garbanzo bean on his face. A chickpea I can understand, but a garbanzo bean? That's where I draw the line. And you should. That's kind of a deep cut. I I can't even explain that to people who don't get it, but that's a recurring joke of the last few weeks now. Shouldn't be. Yet it is. I don't Mm. know how many of our audience are into that, but fine. Mojack420, (laughs) with the future deaths of the jab, we will have to get some of those super duper magical German... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't read that. Thank you, dude. Okay, thank you. Uh, Jeffrey O'Neill. When I was young, Uncle Biddy used to sniff me. As I got older, Uncle Bill used to look at me up and down like Ariana and smile. Uncle Andy <laughs> wanted me to polish his big apple, the original D-Squad Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Grim <laughs> thank turd. You. Here's some rent money to keep my corner caught in the Sandy safe space. You provide many thanks. Any thoughts of the Nuremberg Code and if it can or will be used to defend against the aggressive push for vaccinations? No. People give a shit about any of this. They're going to do whatever they can to get all of us vaccinated. I don't know that much about it, but I will say we don't have loyalty to our own constitution. The idea that we're going to have some sort of loyalty to international law. I would not uh, count on it, but uh, we shall see. Daniel Kunkel, uh, when I saw the Vietnam vet telling off that dude with a mental disorder in a dress, it reassured me that not all is lost in this country. I believe most see literal insanity for what it is. I hope you're right, because this is crazy town. It's a great story. And that guy's business looks like it's doing better as a result of what happened. We'll get to it in a minute. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a a black pill and a white pill combined. Like it's a very, it's sad that our society is in this state, but it's a, the guy's response is encouraging and people's support of him is encouraging. Yeah, I agree. Robert Ainsworth, even being in the army, I got tired of the mask and was told to get the shot. You'll be able to take your mask off. Let's just say I bought into the lie. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't want kids anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, that, but yeah, that people should be pissed about that. You know, that yeah. was the deal that was advertised. Hey, get the shot and go back to normal life. And I can understand why people took that deal. I really can. And then the rug gets pulled out from under you. And there's a whole bunch of people who say, I don't care. Uh, the, the experts, if the experts decree it, then the deal be damned. It's yep, like, when exactly. are you ever going to stick up for yourself? Ever? When? When? No. What is the line? Everyone has to have their line. But for a, a huge percentage of society, as far as I can tell, they have no line. No the line. authority's command is what I will do. No matter yep. what. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I bought PN. I once grabbed Matt's butt, but it's okay. I grab everyone's butt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's a good defense. <laughs> it is. Kevin Broussard. Here in Louisiana, St. Tammany Parish, Tammany Parish, President's mask mandate claims he can take control of all private and public properties to enforce the order. I can email a copy of that. I'm surprised Louisiana went that way. I know they have a Democrat governor, kind of an oddball politician. Yikes. But. Let's just do a few more right now. Uh, sure. Two A education. Hey, thanks as always. Thank you, bud. Redeemed Thank you, man. One. I hope your I hope your channel has been restored after Susan's yeah. injustice. She um, redeemed one. Enough debates. Just go get one. It protects you, your loved ones, and your community. The odds of a bad side effect are very low. Quit being selfish or arguing online and go purchase a firearm. Is this for real? Um, it might be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it is or not. Um, I I don't think that. Uh, well, it's hard to tell what's serious or not. But if your own decisions about your own health are selfish, yeah, I guess call me selfish. When would someone uh, not be selfish about decisions involving their own health? 
Yeah. Uh, oh, you got heart surgery. How selfish of you. Yeah. Well, I had a condition. Had to get it um, fixed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I have a feeling that somebody in our audience, like nobody in our audience would be telling people to get vaccinated. That no, that's just fine. Says, I mean, I, and I try to, I, I want the whole point is if I'm going to stand on a principle of respecting people's decisions in managing their own health, I have to do that. I'm not sold that the vaccine is beneficial for me, but that doesn't mean that uh, someone else's risk calculation is, uh, isn't different. I reject this argument. I wouldn't care anyway if somebody called me selfish, um, but I reject this argument that I'm selfish anyway because I actually am concerned about the public health. And I don't need to tell my audience, but there's a, a mounting evidence that there are going to be catastrophic long-term effects to this untested mRNA vaccine. Hypothetically, I, I, Susan. I can't believe anybody's getting it. It's fucking insanity. This is insanity. Fact check uh, false, Susan. Independent fact checkers confirm. Oh, they're saying, read it again. It was a joke. No. <laughs> probably. He said, buy a firearm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's, sorry. We probably botched that one. We that's did. My, I'm sorry, Redeemed One. Anyway, thank you for supporting the show. Um, let's do one more. Kelwin58. Checking to see if anyone knows I just got registered as a Democrat. Can I start to do illegal stuff right away or is there a waiting period? <laughs> <laughs> I think you can start right now. Just, yeah, I don't know. Let's go ahead. Yeah. And Boogeyman917 says, strangers. Hmm. I don't know what that is in reference to. I think that's a reference to Cuomo's statement. That was another odd thing. Not just, I touch the gay people. I touch the lesbians. I touch the strangers. He said, like, that's what the hell. <laughs> that's just a weird thing to say. Who says I do it to strangers? Yeah. Really weird. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. I get it, guys. The live chat is freaking out about hmm. this because they're about saying what? that the the argument that purchasing the firearm was the the same argument as um, making people go get a vaccine or something. I, I don't know. It was a joke. I, Sorry, guys. Yeah. So, uh, Seriously, I've never seen the live chat go this fast. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I know. We probably deserved it. We probably botched it. It's all right. I know. They said we boomered it. Yeah, that's I'm okay. Sorry, guys. You, you have, there's got to be a mulligan, at least one or two per stream. One per show. Come Give on. us one mulligan per show. <laughs> We're in our thirties now. Yeah. We're tired. We got kids. Come on. Yeah. All right. Except you for your set? bunch of cells. I know. Still a clump of cells. Still a clump of cells. Very animated clump of cells, but still yes. a clump of cells nonetheless. Yep. Uh, just a couple over on uh, Tippy Stream. We'll get right back into it. Let's see what we got. Um, okay. Charles Use. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, do any of your sponsors. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Do any of your sponsors sell anal beads? Asking for a friend. Uh, no, I, I don't believe no, they do. Just... At least. Things that are intended for that purpose. Maybe you could modify some of the products, but we can drop a line to Hero Soap if you. Uh, <laughs> Those would really probably be to. the the smoothest options. I don't know about ammunition or uh, I don't know Glocks or whatever else might uh, be an option. Hmm. This has really taken an unfortunate turn. Jacob says Fauci says don't wear a mask. Fauci says wear a mask. Fauci says don't wear a mask. Fauci says wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Ah. Uh, I didn't say Fauci says you're under arrest. Yeah, it's, it is a game of Simon says exactly like yeah. you're saying. It's ridiculous. Uh, Phil. Uh oh, Phil's talking about Ben Shapiro. So I have to be very careful here. Oh, I read what Ben Shapiro said. Ben Shapiro, again, with the worst possible take on the January 6th situation with conservatives like that. Uh, who needs progressives? He defends James Gunn, but not MAGA grandma. I guess we all know <laughs> why that is, though. Uh, I do know what you're referencing, and it was him on Bill Maher with Malcolm Nance, which 
uh, man, I found to be a really tough segment to watch just all around because Malcolm, Malcolm Nance is insufferable. I think that Ben is closer to right on the facts, although, you know, people take Malcolm Nance was saying 4000 people stormed the Capitol. Or 40,000 people, I think. And Ben's counterpoint was, no, no, no. It's a very small fraction of people who even entered the building and a smaller fraction still who actually committed crimes. And those people who committed crimes are rotting in prison as they should is something uh, to, to the effect age? of what he said. So, you know, it's it's not the way that I would phrase it, but it's certainly better than Malcolm Nance's take, but that can't be the standard either. And then the other thing that happened on that uh on that show was Malcolm Nance said uh, Malcolm Nance was like taking cheap personal shots. He said like your show sucks, Ben and Ben responded. Well, Malcolm, I will comfort myself tonight on my bed made of money. And that, that was the whole thing was pretty cringe. If I'm being like the whole, the whole thing was just bad. Oh God. Yeah. Is it cause all he cares about is money? Well, well that was the, the best defense I can give him is Malcolm Nance was being insufferable and personally insulting. Absolutely. The retort of, Hey, I'm rich. Eh, you know, we all have our bad taste, but that's, it's not a great one. You know, anyway, it was a rough watch. Uh, John says, so I realize Biden is pulling a Nixon with the new rent moratorium. Just remember, well, when the president does it, that means that it's not illegal. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, I really hope uh, this comes out uh, at the impeachment trial someday. Yeah, it, the whole thing's a mess. And I thought uh, I, I did a whole video on the uh, evictions moratorium thing. And I, I thought, oh, I, I kind of want to understand how this is playing out like politically and legally because I'm not sure I get it. So I sat down to write it. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this turned into almost like a 20 minute video. Son of a bitch. Yeah. It's really com- complicated. But if you're interested in something that is actually a very important constitutional matter, I'll be a, a little dry, admittedly. Uh, the last video I posted yesterday will explain that for you. Um, Phil says Tucker Carlson visiting Hungary seems to have sent off a firestorm from the bug, uh, from the bug men types. They can't mm-hmm. understand that. Uh, they can't understand that for some of us, America is more than shopping malls. And no matter how far um, it has fallen, we aren't willing to trade it for, <laughs> for tacos and GDP. Well, speak Too for late yourself, for that, man. Yeah. Molly Tibbetts dad disagrees. Yeah. More tacos. <laughs> Why did I participate in the joke making at his expense? I felt bad. And here yeah, I am. Yeah, I mean, I've never felt thing. less sorry for a dude whose mur- daughter was raped and murdered, though. Like, what are you doing? I regret I, every, I regret the conversation I've just thrust us into. If I get murdered, I would hope that my dad would uh, be on a Liam Neeson style revenge warpath. Yeah. Not saying think of the real victims. Yeah. yeah, really. Um, I, Phil says, oh, good. Just what uh, we needed. We all needed more New Yorkers fleeing the city and setting up shop in our formerly quiet small towns. Don't yeah, come really. here. We don't want hip restaurants or nightlife. You will hate it and just stay in your city and get the jab. I, I can understand that perspective um, as well. Uh, if you are fleeing New York. Yeah. For the love of God, you have an obligation to understand why you left and adjust your voting accordingly or just abstain. Yeah. Anyway, I could go on a whole rant about that. But yeah, I I understand what you're saying, Phil, and um, appreciate the point. We yeah. will uh, circle back to the chats later in the show. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. For now, I have some Corona updates as well as, uh, well, the big story of the weekend, Obama's super spreader birthday bash. That's the big story of the weekend? God. Well, 
Yeah, the the blatant hypocrisy of it, but also the desperate defending of it as not hypocritical. But before we uh, get to these elites, before we get to that, I do want to make a couple notes about coronavirus because the science has struck once again. Um, because of of course, as various governments and businesses are bringing back mask uh, mask mandates, they're not going full De Blasio, but they're bringing back mask mandates. One of Biden's top coronavirus advisors, or at least a former advisor. Uh, has now confirmed what we have been talking about on this show all along. Masks uh, have no practical effect Ah. in slowing the spread of coronavirus. It is all theatrical showmanship. A friendly reminder that the science has always said this. There is no correlation between mask mandates and better viral transmission outcomes. (laughs) And the only data that say masks work to slow or stop the spread of coronavirus are Studies done in lab settings using aerosols on dummies and methods like that. When you actually look at real world settings with real people, there are no data to say that masks work at least conclusively. At best, maybe you have a mixed record. Um, but there was there was uh, this gigantic randomized controlled study in Denmark. I've referenced it a lot before, but I, I just want people to be aware of it because it is key. Thousands of people in that study masked randomized controlled, a.k.a. scientific study on real world people living their lives, masked group and a control non-masked group. And uh, per the LA Times reporting, no matter how the researchers slice and dice their data, they could not find a strong signal that the volunteers in the mask group were not protected, were not more protected, uh, or were more protected rather than their counterparts in the control group. I botched that reading, but layman layman terms, it didn't do anything. Wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, didn't affect transmission. So Dr. Michael... Osterholm, an epidemiologist uh, and professor at the University of Minnesota and member of Joe Biden's advisory board during his presidential transition, said on CNN this week, yeah, cloth masks with coronavirus, not really effective. So his point is not that we need to stop masking. It's we need to mask harder and more aggressively than ever before with N95 masks. You know today that many of the face cloth coverings that people wear are not very effective in reducing any of the virus movement in or out. Either you're breathing out or you're breathing in. We need to talk about better masking. We need to talk about N95 respirators, which would do a lot. So uh, will the real science please stand up? Is this guy the real science? Is Fauci the real science? And who's banned on YouTube now? This guy or Fauci? Yeah. Can't be Fauci. He's the real king. But speaking of Fauci... He um, he's warning that all you unvaccinated rubes, you better get out and you better get the stab or you're going to contribute to the new variants. People who say I don't want to get vaccinated because it's me and I'll worry about me. I'm not having any impact on anybody else. That's just not the case, because when people don't get vaccinated, it allows the virus to circulate. That person is still a vehicle for the spread to other people. You give it ample opportunity to mutate. And when you give it ample opportunity to mutate, you may sooner or later get another variant. And it is possible that that variant might be in some respects worse than the already very difficult variant we're dealing with now. That has never happened. The variant is never worse than the original virus. That never happens. It's hard to even follow the logic here. Because, of course, last week it was that vaccinated people still have to wear a mask because they can also spread the virus. But now we need unvaccinated people to get vaccinated to stop the spread of the virus, even though the vaccinated people still have to wear a mask because they can still spread the virus. Now, I get it. 
the response there is vaccinated people are less likely to spread it. But he's still preventing he's still on on one side saying that vaccine stops the spread, period. And the other saying you need to protect yourself from the spread, even if you're vaccinated, which is you got to you got to take a pick there, especially if you want to incentivize people to get the vaccine. You tell them, listen, the vaccine is the ticket to normal life. But they don't do that. And. Never mind that the uh, the fearsome Delta variant came to prominence months after the vaccines were widely distributed. So how does he know that the, the vaccines didn't actually encourage the mutation and contribute to it? Yeah, that's it, possible. And soon it's not going to matter anyway. I mentioned this to you earlier in the week, but the Lambda variant is already here. Are you ready? It was first discovered in Peru in November, and um, it's it's vaccine resistant. 150% more so, and it's been identified in 44 states. The only variant that matters is the tyranny variant. We need to stop the spread <laughs> by, by shutting down the government for two two weeks of government shutdown to slow the spread yeah. of the tyranny variant. Yep. And Fauci going away. That's the only way this is going to happen. But <laughs> we're probably not going to be in good position with super spreader events causing massive uh, infection like Obama's super spreader birthday party. Because in much simpler terms, we really don't need to sit here and break down the spreadsheets and the data and the logic of point A and point B that they're telling us. You can simply follow what they do. Exactly. Follow their behavior. It's just like last summer when we watched mask-free Black Lives Matter protests and Fauci unmasked at the baseball game and Biden's inauguration and election celebrations. Those things were magical events. Where suddenly the Rona rules didn't apply. And then we have another one this weekend. It's Obama's 60th birthday party at his Martha's Vineyard mansion. After controversy leading up to the event, it was reported that it was going to be significantly scaled back with only close friends and family allowed in. It is now reported that three to four hundred people attended, including Beyonce, Jay-Z, Gail King, Tom Hanks, Alicia Keys, John Legend and more. I guess scaled back simply meant that Nancy Pelosi was uninvited. They just cut her from the list. That was the scale back. Nancy Pelosi was. She said she had another party to go to. (laughs) She did. She was seen at a church in Martha's Vineyard and someone said, hey, how was Obama's birthday? And she said, I didn't go to the party. I had another party to attend. So it looks like she was at a real cool party. Yeah. I didn't want to go anyway, Mr. <laughs> t- Obama. Yeah. So take that, Barack. I'd be now, so pissed if I was an old lady and I had spent like a decade doing some dude's bidding and then he uninvited me to his birthday party. Like... Team Nancy Pelosi on this one. Like, yeah, I'm not she's, as cool as Beyonce, you dick. She has defied death for a long time. I suspect she so has long. a keen relationship with death. She understands <laughs> both how to stop it and potentially how to enforce it. I, I wouldn't cross that <laughs> in this way. You know, you'll end up in bad shape. Yeah, she's feasting on the same virgin flesh that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> did for that long. So. And it did last her a hell of a long time. You're so right. So long, yeah. Baby smoothies for everyone. Mm, yeah. All right, photos and video were banned <laughs> at the Obama birthday party, but singer-songwriter Erica Badu, Badu? Erica Badu, yeah. Okay, posted this video uh, at the event before she deleted it. Okay, and that is, of course, is a maskless former President Obama dancing in the background. 
Um, not much for masks or social distancing beyond them. Rapper Trap Beckham and his manager TJ Chapman also snapped photos and posted them. Those photos were also deleted, but of course they are out there on the internet now and they don't show much more that we didn't see in the video. Just a lot of people hanging out, not distancing, not wearing masks, but that's okay. Of course, because this is a vaccinated, sophisticated crowd. This, according to New York Times reporter Annie Carney, who was covering the story for CNN. If I can get it to play, there we go. said, you know, this is really being overblown. They're following all the safety precautions. People are going to sporting events that are bigger than this. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated, vaccinated crowd. And, and this is just about optics. It's not about safety. Oh, it's sophisticated. Oh, oh, that that makes all the difference. Annie Carney. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt their sophistication. I would never do that. But her reporting does not say universally vaccinated. Uh, it says um, that people showed. Uh, it says that uh, it was a mostly vaccinated crowd. That's actually what her New York Times piece says mostly vaccinated. I don't know what that means. Does that mean 99% vaccinated or does that mean mostly peaceful like last summer's riots? So she goes from, it was, it was a vaccinated, sophisticated crowd to mostly vaccinated uh, per her own reporting. But um, I'm not aware of any prominent health official condemning this event Um, for his part. Fauci was too busy on meet the press this morning, condemning the Sturgis motorcycle rally in South Dakota which is also happening right now. Fauci said, um, quote, you're going to get to do that in the future, but let's get this pandemic under control before we start uh, acting like nothing is going on. Because if there's anyone I trust to resume normalcy, it's Dr. Fauci. Just do what he says. Oh my God. And it's the same thing in the, in the responses to this New York times, Twitter, uh, this New York times story on Twitter, scroll through the responses to Annie Carney's tweet over and over again. But, but Sturgis, Hey, where's your report on Sturgis? Why don't you do a report on Sturgis? Okay. People of our perspective are totally consistent on this. Obama should have his birthday party. He looks stupid. <sighs> looks like something I don't want to attend. But I don't care if he has his birthday party. I don't have Corona objections to to Obama having his birthday party. I don't have Corona objections to Sturgis motorcycle rally going on as planned. So people of this perspective are totally consistent. The burden is on you guys to explain why Obama's birthday party is totally fine. But Sturgis is is uh, the devil's work. It's going to get us all uh, straight to hell, straight to Corona hell. Why? But, but the answer lies in the question. They don't give a shit about explaining themselves anymore because they've successfully created a, a second class group of citizens yeah. that are the unvaccinated. Yes. So they don't have to explain themselves. Obviously what they're doing is hypocritical. It doesn't matter. You can scroll matter. through the responses. You will see so many iterations of, Oh, come on. He's the, he was the leader of the free world. He worked a, he, 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 he worked a hard job. Leave him alone. In, in other words, Obama's cool and deserves more rights than the rest of us do. He doesn't, he might've had a high profile job, but he is equal in his rights before the law and equal in his rights that were given to him by God. We're not going to pretend that this is some special man who gets special privileges because he was the president for eight years. He is a special man that gets special privileges, though. Well, in practice, there's no doubt that's what we're watching before our uh, our eyes. But in moral philosophy, he's not. 
<laughs> He's just a guy. Well, of course not. But it just yeah. none of these things matter. We're always acting like we're going to be able to to reason these people out of their position through our moral philosophy. They don't give a shit if what they're doing is wrong. They don't give a shit if it's illegal. They don't give a shit if it's immoral. They don't give a shit if, you know, if we, we all have the same God-given rights. These people yeah. don't care. They don't care. I, so we need to get down in the mud and we need to destroy them with their own sense of immorality. It is I don't beyond, care if it ruins me. I'm going to do it. It care. is beyond frustrating to me. At some level, I know not everybody wants to read a white paper to convince them. All right. It's a lot of intellectual work. I get it. I don't want to do that either. Like convince me with plain language that I can understand, not a hundred pages full of footnotes. I get that, but it is, it frustrates me so much to see plain blatant hypocrisy like this. You don't need to read some complex paper. You see what they're doing in front of your, in front of your face and you're still going to justify it and say, it's fine if they do it, but not if I do, like if I have a birthday party at my house and I had a hundred people there, I mean, that would be uh, wildly irresponsible and I wouldn't be a good yeah. citizen if I did it. But yeah. if Obama does, well, he's worked hard and he's a good guy. Yeah. So yeah. cut him some slack. It just shows how successful they've been. That you can like turn people against themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. And so I'm supposed to be all sad that all these vaccinated people are going to die. Why? <laughs> Why should I care? Uh, Well... I have to hold on to the premise that human life has inherent value. Otherwise, my entire moral framework falls apart. But yeah, but I didn't kill them. Their own stupidity killed them. Well, that is kind of one of the the. And again, this is very speculative and hypothetical. I'm not making the prediction that that is what's going to happen. But it one of the um, one of the points of mockery in all of this coronavirus, this whole coronavirus story has been, um, oh, you believe in freedom? Like what? Freedom to die? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Obviously not freedom to kill other people. And I know that there's even some gray area here when it comes to virus and disease transmission. But if you're talking about, do I support someone's right to live recklessly, certainly more reckless than I would. And even if those choices cost them their life, say rock climbing or I don't know, um, combat sports or joining the military or whatever. And and it costs them their life, uh, their lives. That is exactly the sort of freedom that I support and that we should all support because or auto erotic asphyxiation. I wouldn't encourage it, but do I support the right to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Because the right for each person to craft his own life, to craft his own destiny is of higher moral importance than simply preserving that life at the cost of his rights. That is to say, I can save your life by locking you in a padded prison cell. Yep. You'll probably live longer than if I allow you to go, try to climb El Capitan in Yosemite free solo, like that crazy guy in the documentary. But would I be moral in doing that? No, because I'm denying you the agency over your own life. Exactly. What do you mean freedom to die? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, okay. Uh, so let's move to a more heartwarming story, at least in ways. I got three clown world stories, actually. And one is hoax hate adjacent. Maybe we'll stretch it into hoax hate at the end here. But in Aberdeen, Washington, on the Olympic Peninsula, 78-year-old Vietnam veteran Don Suker runs Suker and Sons Star Wars shop. And outside of his store, he has what looks like, I guess, a Darth Sidious figure holding a sign that reads, um, Just out, Dr. Seuss's new book, If you are born with a dick, you are not a chick. <laughs> Period. The new release, he says, is out because the cancel culture banned his early books. Well, that sign is not appreciated by city councilman Tiesa Maskis, 
who is a hulking man in a dress (laughs) with a ponytail. You are not, you're not a woman. You don't look like a woman. You don't act like a woman. The confrontation started inside. Trans women are women. Get a and spilled into the street. Aberdeen Councilwoman Tiesa Meskis <laughs> confronted owner Don Sucre about a sign he posted in his store saying, if you are born with a slang for a male body part, you are not a chick. What he wrote there was so demeaning and so dismissive of who I am and who any trans woman is. You're not. You need to back off now. I would really like them to open their eyes and their heart and see that, you know, we are people, we are who we are. Now, I don't care what they do. Legendary But right don't here. come in here and complain to me about stuff. I have free speech. That sign was still visible today. And everybody's loved it. Everybody's taken pictures of it. Everybody laughs. Everybody. Not everybody loved it as we saw it. Well, yeah. And some people think it's hurtful. Well, they told us that this hurt. But here's the thing. I don't give a about feelings anymore. I'm 70, <laughs> I'm eight. I went to Vietnam to fight for all this. Do you think I care about some feelings? Absolutely not. <laughs> wow. That is that a just... real American. That, that just I enlivened my spirit. Yeah. yeah. Can and you imagine risking your life for this country and then coming back and watching it just go to shit? <laughs> watching a towering man. If you're listening to this yeah. and you're not seeing the video and you haven't seen this, go check it out. Because this dude, I don't know how tall the old man is, but this dude is towering over him. Oh, yeah. And, and he's I, I, him physically. He's, what did he say? He said something that was... Well, ironically, imagine going to someone else's business and having an issue with the way they run their business and telling them to back off. You better back yeah. off. Dude, you're on his property back and off. his place. And saying. I actually misspoke. I thought the sign was outside of the store. Per that story, the sign is inside, inside the, store. the store. So it's not even external provocation, which I originally thought. It, the, the trans activist must have caught wind of this sign in the store and decided to get confrontational in the property. That's what we're looking at. Now, uh, this trans activist who sits on the city council had threatened uh, to get a whole bunch of progressive protesters to come down and really teach him a lesson. It doesn't sound like that's what's happened at all. In fact, Sucre, this delightful old man, uh, claims his sales are increasing as a result of his display. And after this incident, his shop has been flooded with positive Google reviews. Good. On Saturday, it was supposed to be a big protest on behalf of this trans city councilman. But dozens of demonstrators arrived to support Sucre's business. It's estimated 400 supporters visited his store in total on Saturday. And ironically, I love this part of the story. The video, as far as I understand, originated or went viral because of, excuse me, because of pro-LGBT protester Adam Dahl, who shared it to Reddit on behalf of this trans city councilman, Meskis, uh, believing the video would gain support for Meskis. But he now regrets it because it has garnered a bunch of support for the shop owner. Media <gasps> calls and emails to Meskis are not currently being returned. So this trans activist, I guess, has just disappeared for the moment. Oh, man. That hulking man, you're right. It, it, I, don't, I don't have a frame of it, but... Yeah, the guy is is giant. I don't know if there's... You a, don't look well, like a woman. you can kind of see it here. You don't act like a woman. <laughs> That's true. It He's was right. not ladylike. No, this is ridiculous. Like, the, the absurdity of it all. 
yeah. But but God bless that man for for standing up for himself and not caving yeah. to this nonsense. He really um it was just a great piece of encouragement. I'm glad to see his shop doing well. People are hoping that he gets an online shop going soon so that people can support his store. Right now there's no online component, but Yeah. um I will gladly buy some Star Wars merchandise from him if I have the opportunity. I don't even like Star Wars. But I'll yeah. I'll buy some shit from that dude. That's a whole separate conversation, but <laughs> Anyway, uh, another similar, well, similar topic, similar part of the country, probably not as encouraging, but interesting to think about. Um, this is just northward outside of Seattle, Everett, Washington. Seven-year-old Elsa LeMaine sets up a lemonade stand every summer, except for this year, she was shut down by a nosy neighborhood Karen and local police or park staff. Um, but these are the same city employees who do nothing to deal with the hobos setting up shop in the very same park. Every summer, seven-year-old yeah. Elsa LeMaine right. sets up her lemonade stand at Everett's Rucker Hill Park. It was so fun. She sells drinks, treats, and flowers suitable for a princess. There was a wicked witch out, out there, and she called the ranger. A neighbor Elsa dubbed a wicked witch complained to the city. A park ranger showed up and told Elsa and Grandma Sherry to close up shop because the city doesn't allow people to peddle products on public property. The situation has angered neighbors because a homeless camp sits nearby on city property, but those folks are allowed to stay. One homeowner who asked not to be identified for his family's safety tells King 5, the area's always been a problem. This past summer has been the worst. I don't feel safe in my own backyard. I've called the police five or six times so far this summer. It seems homeless and criminals are more protected than law-abiding folks. If people are happy with lemonade stands getting taken down, down and tents going up, it's only going to get worse. In fact, in the middle of our interview with little Elsa, come with me, we're gonna go with grandma. Okay. A completely naked man comes parading past the park. This, this is really bad, though. He's totally naked. Police did respond within a few minutes, but that's all grandma we know. Or her Something's grandma really that. wrong with this picture. $61. Ironically, Elsa always donates half of her lemonade stand profits to the local homeless shelter. $60 this year. Dip it in this. For now, Elsa and grandma are keeping to the backyard. Their attitude, when life gives you lemons, throw a tea party. Now she should keep her funds and buy right-wing dissonant literature every year. <laughs> I mean, my just classic government botchery. Uh, shut down oh the person actually God. showing initiative to solve the problem charitably, but fully enable the people causing the problem. This is what you vote for. That's what you get. I don't know. What, what are the chances? I'm not looking to pick fights with the family but what are the chances you think uh, grandma voted for some of the people who did exactly this yeah but maybe she'll come around maybe she'll truck of peace all those homeless people and be an american hero after all this you never know what pe- was waking people up there's no way that truck of peace is getting picked up by the algorithm that's true it, it is of peace that's fair i'm sly how do you think we've been the, on the air for five <laughs> and a half years it's, it's I, incredible to me i mean it's a mystery. there's no way she's still voting democrat after that one would hope not. Um, as of Monday, well, actually, when this story broke last week, uh, there was no comment from city officials. But as of Monday, Mayor Cassie Franklin in Everett uh, did issue a, a face or made a Facebook post and said, quote, this should not have happened. Our city team members should not have gone on this call and we will better train our staff to ensure this doesn't happen again in the future. But of course, shutting down the little girl's lemonade stand is half of the issue here. And really it's a major issue in juxtaposition to the failure to solve the other issue, which is the hobo encampment and yeah. the naked hobos parading around on that. The mayor says simply, um, 
Quote, the other issue reported in this park was promptly responded to and resolved. But what does that mean? Did they just put clothes on the hobo? Did they actually yeah. break up the hobo camp? Because it's not just one guy. Um, it's a whole social problem of encouraging and enabling recreational and professional hobos. I think you referred to them as hobos by choice in that distinction you made in yeah. that video a few years ago. Yeah, they are hobos Lifestyle by hobos. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, ooh, I don't want to live within the confluence of society. I just want to take a dump in the street and intravenously <laughs> use heroin. And yeah, these people are choosing this life. Well, this next story, it's <sighs> not hoax hate, but it certainly is manufactured hate. So I'm going to stretch it into hoax hate because I need an excuse to play the sounder. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Mm. Well, on Friday morning, a very large boulder was removed from the University of Wisconsin-Madison campus that, according to the Wisconsin State Journal, had become, for many, quote, a power, or no, a painful symbol of the university's racist past. Chamberlain Rock was named for former university president and geologist Thomas Crowder Chamberlain. The boulder is a rare, large example of a Precambrian, Precambrian era glacial erratic that experts say is likely over two billion years old. The estimate on its weight is forty-two tons. The rock will now be placed on university-owned land southeast of Madison, where it will continue to be used for educational purposes by the Geosciences Department. But it will no longer be a monument for celebration or recognition. The university's director of campus planning and landscape architecture says, quote, Removing this rock as a monument in a prominent location prevents further harm to our community while preserving the rock's educational research value for our current and future students. The university of Wisconsin put out this dramatized video promoting the removal of the Chamberlain rock. Waste of time resources and $50,000 by the way, that's what it cost. So why? Uh, you might wonder, why was this Chamberlain, the namesake of this rock, was he some prominent racist or did he did he smash black people with this rock or did he call carve his hatred for minorities into the rock? Uh, what makes this rock a symbol of racism? Well, it turns out that one time in 1925, a story in the Wisconsin State Journal once referenced this rock as a quote n-word head rock that's it that's it no slaves were chained to it or anything no uh no slaves were sold atop it the guy for whom the rock is named never called it that students don't call it that professors don't call it that its significance is scientific and geological and it's named in recognition for a famous scientist and geologist at the school but because one guy in 1925, a reporter, wrote the word N-word head in a newspaper article, it has to be banished, again, at a cost of $50,000 to the school. Oh, my God. The, you wonder why you're paying so much for uh, tuition and fees. 
This is part of the reason why. The slang term N-word head rock was somewhat common at the time in 1925. Uh, it was used to describe large, dark rocks. But of course, this rock isn't even dark. It's just gray. It's just a mid-gray rock. Uh, students, oh no. uh, by the way, they're not done yet. Surprise, surprise. Students are also demanding the uh, removal of an Abraham Lincoln statue from campus, but university leaders so far have rejected that request until they see the history of Abraham Lincoln advocating for slaves to be returned to Africa. Once they become aware of that particular perspective, surely the Abe Lincoln statue will go to this faraway land with the Chamberlain rock. Well, there was slave rock in Missouri. It was on the way from St. Louis to Columbia where I lived. And so sometimes we would stop and we'd smoke weed I'm just saying sometimes. And I just looked and they're definitely trying to uh, rename this. Uh, show, this show me the one person who whose whose experience at UW Madison was negatively impacted by the Chamberlain rock. Yeah. Uh, this was actually a slave rock. Like, oh, that that one actually had connection to. Oh, yeah. They, it was so, like a flat rock and they would sell slaves on top of it. But okay, still, they should so, be changing the name on that too. Well, at least it, at least not that I, I would support town, the removal or the destruction or whatever, but at least there's a plausible connection. In this case, it's just a guy called it this once. That's so stupid. What a waste of time. It's like um, $1,000. It's like if I went to like at my alma mater at Lewis and Clark college in Portland, they have a statue of York who was uh Clark's slave. The only black member of the Lewis and Clark expedition. If I were to go there or if I as a I'm not a journalist, but if I wrote a report on my website about this, my experience with the statue and I described York with a racial slur. Would that mean that the statue has to come down now? Yes. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, I guess this is where we are as a society. Great way to go, everybody. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Are you ready for the movie review? Yeah, I am. I rewatched this and it it really, really held up. I'm pretty sure this movie is a masterpiece. All right. Well, it is that time of the week. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. Before we get to the actual review on Apocalypse Now, which is the movie this week, I do want to bring to your attention the bottom of my review this week. You can find it linked in the description on my Apocalypse, uh, linked in the YouTube description, I should say, also at the bottom of my Apocalypse Now review and on the uh, movie review columns page on my website. But yes, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are opening up the movie selection process to the audience. And uh, and that will mix up some of the movies and give Blonde an opportunity to hate, uh, which will be That's very all I exciting. want to hate. The way it's going to work is this. Um, I have created this sign up form. And again, find it in the description or on the website. And um, each month, starting again in September, uh, I will randomly pick someone on the list and that person gets to submit eight movies. And then each week, the audience will vote just like we do now on which movies to watch. So you'll get four or five of your selections that'll actually be watched. And 
my aim here is to have one person gets sort of like we did with you where one person gets to make the picks, but there's still a decentralization of power so that the Good. audience can veto any absolute garbage choices. Always decentralized power. And we don't want to make it a total troll fest. And as yeah. far as the rest of the rules go, um, movies have to be rated R or under. They have to be generally available um, on your major distribution platforms so that we don't have to try to find the deepest, darkest corners of the Internet to get them. So no insanely graphic stuff, nothing too obscure for people to find. Um, but other than that, it's it's pretty much whatever you would like to submit. Obvious mm. troll lists I will dismiss. So try to make a good faith effort movie, for movies you enjoy or find some redeeming value in. But you can go ahead and submit your name and email now. And then later this month, I will select the lucky person who will be the first movie nominator from the audience starting in September. And we'll do this every month going forward. And if you're if you're if you are participating, just keep an eye on that email address, because if I don't hear from you within 72 hours, I'll have to move along. So that's how this will work for better or worse. I don't know if we're walking into a great idea here or something terrible, but I hope it'll I don't be think fun. we are, but we'll, we'll decide later if this was worth yeah. it and roll it back. If we well, um, as we always start with your thoughts on why you, why you picked apocalypse now and what you appreciate about it. Sure. This is a, a Coppola film. It's based on Conrad's heart of darkness. Although in that it's, it is a European named Kurtz, but he's going deep into the Congo and he becomes something like a pagan God to the people there too. Um, I chose this movie because I've noticed that you respond better to films that, uh, have kind of a prescience and that are current and there are themes that are applicable to modern times. And so there are mm -hmm. a few themes in this that we talk about ad nauseum. One is we talked about this on Wednesday, morality versus goodness. So there's this mm. great speech. Um, Kurtz is telling Willard that a soldier, uh, your soldiers, they need to be both moral and willing to do horrible things in the name of morality. And mm. can this savagery that is required of a soldier, can that, even exist within the context of morality. So he, there's the, that great scene where he posits that his enemy, who merely for optics hacked off all the arms, the little arms, there was a pile of little arms of yeah. the inoculated children that were inoculated by um, the United States Army. And he cried, Kurtz cried, and, and then he realized the strength of his enemy because for a belief system, for an ideal, they were able to, to do this horrible thing. And he realized that that is purer in many ways than his sense of morality. Um, and that that's kind of a shocking realization. And so that's where his madness started brewing because he lost his principled self. And I think that that is kind of the nature of war. I mean, mm. you're, you're asking soldiers to be moral, but to boil themselves down to their most basic instincts, you know, the horror. Uh, the yeah. horror. So the frenzy of war, that was another theme. Are all wars immoral? I mean, it leads good men, moral men to absolute madness. That, that's what happened with Kurtz and to a lesser degree to Willard. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other thing is, is happiness, our happiness on a day-to-day -day basis, is that a delusion? Or are we just living in a delusion where we're, we're not looking at the horrors of the world around us? Um, is that, is nature... Because there was that scene with the tiger when they're looking for the mangoes. Yeah. Um, is nature and the horror of nature, is that is that the true state of man? Like, I mm. love that scene because it was this juxtaposition between 
the brutality of the natural world and going into the natural world where they thought that they were safe from the people, but, but really nature was the enemy. Mm. And then they go out onto the river again and then, uh, you know, proceed to get killed one by one, basically. Um, so, so is that the natural state of being where we're reduced to our primordial instincts, where we're savage, where we're killing one another? Um, and our, our day-to-day happiness is just a delusion because Kurtz had this, um, this little utopia that he had built where he's reading poetry next to a candle and then right outside yeah. it's just like heads on pikes <laughs> I, I suppose maybe that's uh representative of or emblematic of of this show almost you know I, <laughs> yeah. in ways that's that's yeah. pretty interesting and yeah. i i think you did a really good job of uh explaining some of what I found to be a little bit fart sniffy about this movie. Like it really wants <laughs> it's a little fart sniffy. It okay. is like, a, it's just a hair kind of, I don't know, pretentious in that way. If I'm going to yeah. be a little bit critical, but don't worry, this is not, I'm not going to savage this movie. There's a lot more I appreciate about it than I, than I don't. And I think it's interesting that you got deep into the kind of the psychological and symbolic components of it. And it's not that those things didn't Im- impress me. They did. But what I, what I kept thinking watching this is, Man, this movie's 40 years old and it it looks uh, I mean it holds up. It looks as convincing yeah. as as war yeah. movies made today effectively. Um and so I ended up like appreciating the aesthetics of it almost more than kind of the the deep symbolism or deep thought of it uh, that you're talking about. The cinematography so, was really really good, especially with Marlon Brando at the end there's this one scene where you see him for the first time and it looks like um like his face is just cut in half because of yeah. these stark contrasts and you can only see that shadow of yeah. his face. And it just, it's like a good looking film. The, the big uh, theme of the movie that I appreciated, which is a weird thing to say, but the, the, it's portrayal of war and, and it's portrayal of war as hell and something that's not, you know, clean or glorious. And the best scenes in the movie to me are actually the worst scenes as in the toughest to deal with. And it's depiction of not just pain and death, but the cruelty and surprise with which those strike in this sort of situation. Um, the, the grenade woman on the helicopter to start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that when they search the Vietnamese boat and they end up executing those Vietnamese, the boat people, and then they find the puppy and just the freak out that happens there. And then of course, Mr. Clean's death when he's listening to, the recording of his family, that one, that one actually kind of hit me hard mm-hmm. and I'm not um, emotionally bothered by movies very easily, but that one did kind of get me in the feels a little bit. Yeah. And, um, and even the end scene when Willard finally goes through with this execution, he didn't really take any particular joy or glory in completing the assignment. It, it, it the horror, the horror, as you said, that was kind of the point. It was a task to be completed. It was an assignment to be done, but it, it wasn't as though, its completion was this big celebration. Um, yeah. And was the world a better place because Kurtz had been assassinated in many yeah. ways. It had driven Willard to the same level of madness. I thought that's how it was going to end because they all, all the all, like uh, Kurtz's entire army of people kind of submitted before him. And I thought, yeah, yeah. is he basically going to take the throne? Well, I mean, what would you do? He said previously, like I went back home and there was no home to go to because he had been so lost in his post, his alcoholism, his PTSD. Yeah. And um, so would you rather, you know, rule the ashes or go home as a stranger uh, for Mm. the country that you fought for? Okay. I would rather rule the ashes, I think. (laughs) I definitely know your answer. Yeah. (laughs) 
uh, the the aesthetics of the action scenes really impressive. As I mentioned, yeah. the, the, it, it, yeah. it, they basically recreated another war to make this movie. This isn't mm-hmm. done digitally. Obviously, it's not even done with miniatures or models. They did yeah. this effectively with, in real life. And that's why the time and the budget for the movie both swelled well beyond its expectations. I was reading a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And I think that deserves a lot of respect. And I, I could see this as a point of criticism, but I actually thought it was kind of goofy and like, it was very meta, bro. That's what I wrote. But I liked the director's cameo where he's basically a news or documentary director in the movie directing the soldiers. Move along. Don't look at the camera. Move along. Keep going. Yeah. So yeah. he's directing a film production within an actual film production that he's directing. I just, you know. It was kind of Hitchcockian. It's kind uh, of self-indulgent. But at the same time, is, I thought yeah. that's, that's kind of cool. I, I kind of yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, my complaints you know, not much, but I did think I did think it dragged a little bit. It's kind of long. And I know the I watched the original movie from 79. I didn't watch the the other cuts, the alternate cuts, which are even longer. Yeah, um, I, I don't know why I, I never watch alternative cuts. I just want to see what the director intended in the beginning. To me, really it did drag that. a little bit with those efforts to be kind of cinematic and psychologically deep and all these montages and things. And, and it's not that those were always a waste of time. But I did think that some scenes added length without adding much substance. I, I thought the Playboy Playmate scene probably could have been cut entirely. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I, I think it's supposed to have some you know metaphorical representation of like oh you you give you show a starving man a steak and look what it does to him and all that kind of I get this movie aims for death. But you know, if showing like the missteps and the folly of of war was the mm-hmm. goal, which is kind of the general theme of the movie. The scenes that showed missteps and folly in war were much more effective to that theme. So. Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. So I, I wasn't a big fan of that, but they were, I, they were real playmates. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Uh, Cindy Wood was playmate of the year in 1974 and Linda Carpenter was playmate of the month, August, 1976. They had such pretty and natural bodies. So I guess they at least got legit actresses to play the role. That's true. That was kind of depressing because I was like, wow, women have really uh, moved really far from this beauty standard. Mm. Like they looked wholesome and sweet compared to what we're dealing with now. So all in all, it is a, uh, it's a four out of five wiki rating okay. for me. Still a solid movie. Wiki, 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 wiki. Yeah. Wiki, 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 wiki. Mm. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I wouldn't I wouldn't rank it quite up there with my favorite war movies of all time, but it, it is a solid and worthwhile entry. And I'm glad that I watched it. Uh, I do give it boosted credit for pulling off such impressive presentation at the time it was done, yeah. because I still think it looks good and holds up really well. Of all the movies that we've seen that are older, decades old, I think this one holds up the best in its presentation. It's not corny. Some of the psychological yeah. stuff can get a little corny, but like the visuals aren't corny. No, they and did it they really, really well. didn't do a lot of um, costume type makeup and things yeah. like that. So that that I'm surely that that helped. The audience early audience rating. Let's see what we're looking at. Um, high, you know, between four and five. So people are big mm. fans of Apocalypse Now, and I, I've heard from several members of the audience that is the case. I actually got a few me- emails people saying this is basically my favorite movie or war movie ever. So please don't savage it, which <laughs> I can never promise. But I I, I thought it was good. <laughs> Um, so generally positive perspective from the audience. Uh, total recall is up next week. Oh, <gasps> really? Uh, it, it got edged out by apocalypse now the week prior. So we'll go right back to Arnold. 
with Total Sweet. Recall. I just watched it last week for pleasure. So Ah, well, there you go. And as far as what's up next, neck and neck again in the early vote. The nominees this week are Dr. Strangelove, Goodfellas, Uncle Buck, Rear Window, and Smoke Signals. Uh, right now, Dr. Strangelove has a one vote edge early on over mm. Goodfellas. So, okay. Um, All right. Reminder, the one and only place to read my weekly review uh, column and comments about how wrong I am and submit your own rating and vote for the next movie. And now sign up to be the month's movie nominator. It's over on my website, mattchristiansandmedia.com. Look for the movie review column links on the homepage. And one minute before the hour, that is a show. Good timing. All right. Check in with chat. We'll call it a night. Plenty of chats. Uh, Connor, I I know I always say this wrong. Is it McLeod? Is that right? I, I think so. I don't have it in front of me, but if I remember, yeah. Ah, he said, Matt is a G for knowing how to pronounce my name. Remember, (laughs) there can only be one, and my parents swear it was a coincidence. Love you all. Stay based. You stay based. That's because I once wrongly pronounced it like MacLeod or something, and someone corrected me. Yeah, it it is one that's hard to pronounce on first sight. Um, Let's see. Uh, Chris says, I've been looking forward to this all day. Pretty sure I have Rona. Mild mm. symptoms, but uh, getting so bored. I'm on day 10 waiting for the low fever to go away. How long did your symptoms last? I was good and sick for about a month. I had, assuming it, that I, I I never tested positive, but assuming I had it when I lost my taste and smell, that was in November. That's all that happened to me, but it lasted, the taste and smell thing lasted a long time. Forever. Probably like six weeks. I didn't feel sick, but it was really annoying not to taste food while you're eating it for like six weeks. Yeah. And I'm talking like pour hot sauce on your tongue and not taste it. But as that I mentioned, fun. you could feel the taste. You can feel your oh, your yeah, taste buds yeah. engaging and your kind of your salivary glands. It's engaging. still kind of hurt. But it what you couldn't taste it. You could only feel the taste. Feel it. Yeah, Very weird exactly sensation. Like. Yeah, totally. Um, Ramiam. Get better, uh, no, no. by the way. Thank you, sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get better. Um, Kyle Isaroff. I'm supposed to run TCS New York City Marathon in 2022, but it's not looking like the Canadian or New York dictator overlords will allow it without the jab. People are wearing masks outdoors. We're effed. I know. This is insanity. What are, well, what are we supposed to do about this? For now, Bill de Blasio is only saying you need the jab to get to indoor dining and whatever else inside. In theory, I guess yeah. you wouldn't need it for the for the, uh, for the the actual marathon event itself. But how much of society is he going to cut off from you? If you go there, like you can't go into a convenience store and, and buy a snack and a water or something. Are we going to get to that level? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Holy guacamole. I'm so sick of the carnivorous virus. I had the carnivorous <laughs> virus and took the vaccine, yet I live in St. Louis and our diversity hire mayor requires me requires me to wear a useless mask everywhere I go anyway. She is really useless. Who is the mayor of St. Louis? I, I what only is her know name? the uh, um, I know the I, attorney, but uh what is her name? Uh Tashara Jones. She uh, said some astoundingly stupid stuff this week about private security, her private security. And how oh, it's no, like that's different. Corey Bush. That's she's uh, you're talking about Corey Bush, right? I'm talking about Corey Bush. Yeah. Who is she's she the, she's the congressional representative from St. Louis, <gasps> but the mayor. Is, I don't know anything about the mayor. She's the a mayor is Tashara Jones. I don't know anything about her. 
That doesn't sound great. Uh, Andrew Pollock. Today, my wife and I get to celebrate our second wedding anniversary and my parents' 40th. Happy anniversary, babe. I love you, Kayla. Gay? Uh, looking <laughs> happy anniversary for- to both happy families. Uh, looking both couples, forward to uh, watching with our first baby in January. Congratulations. Oh, That's excellent. So yeah. Congrats, guys. Incompetent hands. I'm not even religious, but if the left introduces any more degenerate buzzwords like thruple into the lexicon, I'm <laughs> mandating Christianity. The voluntary phase is over. It's crusade time at that point. Well, you know, I never would have envisioned in my younger life that I would uh, think about the concept of crusades with uh, by scratching my chin and uh, contemplating the possibilities. But here we are. I know, right? Yeah. Yep. Or by thinking maybe Muslims will save us all. (laughs) You couldn't write it if you tried. That is the arc of Blonde's life. Yeah. Rescued by Muslims in the end. Yeah, I know. It's so yeah. crazy. Uh, Richard McLaughlin. Nuremberg trials, you cannot forcibly subject someone into receiving an experimental medical procedure without full voluntary consent. Now may be a good time to lawyer up. Yeah, we're not we're not going to get anywhere using the law. Does that have any actual effect in... That's some form of international law, right? That's not mm-hmm. U.S. federal law or any kind of state law. No, I mean... As far as I understand. Functional society precedent would surely help. Yeah, but at the same time, even though I agree with the the concept that's being expressed there and the principle, I'm very skeptical and wary of the idea of enforcing international law domestically. I just want to be wary Mm -hmm. of that concept. But we shouldn't be doing this regardless. We should have protection for people. um, And some argue that we do. I don't know what the law says on this stuff, but. Um, But yeah, anybody trying to stab you against your will ought to that ought to be an illegal act. It, it's, an, it's an immoral act. It's an assault. I know. I know. So, I know. Yeah. Uh, Scout Rifle, uh, keep up the good fight, guys. Always appreciate your work. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you. Two-way. Matt, email the corporate CEO and complain about the HR lady lay on the for the health of my child stuff. I really have. We have leaned into it a little bit, which I'm not. I do sort of... Um, regrettably or begrudgingly because I don't want to make this a think of the children argument or, but my wife's pregnant. The reality is I want to stick up for everybody at that store because they're friends of mine. And also I'm a shopper at that store. I have a stake in this as a supporter of the business, but you know, we we've kind of done that a little, I probably shouldn't say this publicly because maybe they'll watch the stream and I'll be outed, but we have not really leaned into the, but I'm a pregnant woman in any other context. So has she tried crying yet? Uh, well, it was. How much can I say? Uh, <laughs> I think I can say this. As I mentioned, it stressed her out to go to the the meeting. She was worried that yeah. maybe it would get her bothered. You know how emotional and hormonal you can get, you know, in, in pregnancy, especially. What'd you say? Yeah, I know. But that's the reality. And in actuality. Um, let me just say other people cried. Other people cried. It wasn't her who cried. That is so much worse. She's the pregnant one. <laughs> um, I can't say anymore. I can't say anymore. Well, try crying paying too. <laughs> it works wonders. It, it could have become a crying contest. Yeah. YouTube names is Janny's block without hesitation. When they know they're abusing their position, the social contract is broken. Leftists know they're the baddies, but they're in too deep to stop. Yeah. She sent me an email. Yeah, she sent me an email and blocked me from responding before I had had ever responded to the email. Hmm. 
Like that, so that's she just sent such you a, a form letter and then and it was what? like a canned corporate statement. Yeah. <sighs> Yikes. Doing stuff in things. <laughs> like Great that. name. Wanted to thank you both for inspiring me to get married and have children. Wedding plans are underway for an October wedding in Salt Lake. Damn. Take these shekels Congrats. as a token of my appreciation. Congratulations. You really are doing stuff and things, aren't you? That's excellent. Aww. And you can thank Blonde more directly because Blonde is the one who convinced me who found the value in such things. And together, hopefully, or it sounds like we were influential on you. That's great to hear, man. I really yeah. appreciate it. And congratulations. All the best to your family. Oh, that's so nice. Really lifts my spirits. If you're white, I'm just joking. <laughs> jesus i'm just kidding gosh jk doing stuff and things um bernuski says did anyone else catch jim acosta providing propaganda for brain dead biden we should start calling the delta the obama variant from here on out to counter this sounds vaguely familiar but i am not what's the story behind this i don't know Acosta providing propaganda for biden he must have done that recently talking about the uh Delta variant stuff or Obama party or whatever. But I did mm. see Obama variant was trending on Twitter before we went live. So maybe this mm. has some legs. Mm. Justin AZ 77. Nothing wrong with a curiosity cabinet blonde. Although I want a tour. It's more of a, it's more of a room. Although I did have to put my bone saw away cause it was mounted on the wall. And I was like, I don't want Emmeline to, this is dangerous. Yeah. That's really dangerous. Yeah. I'm like, if it's have a saw on the wall, let's, uh, Richard McLaughlin, uh, Nuremberg trials. You cannot, didn't I read that one? Oh yeah. I don't know. Is it a different one or? Nope. The that's same. the same one. Oh, okay. Uh, Jim Acosta, curiosity cabinet, Holden Mulray. Hi, truth seekers, conflation of the week, vaccines and vaccine passports. We should impress on vaccinated folks not to show passports. It may be easy enough to comply today, but what will it be tomorrow? It's not easy to comply today. This is outrageous. I know but there's a right. lot of vaccine, uh, there's a lot of solidarity. I, I, there was burning of vaccine documentation in Italy among vaccinated people who are supporting, uh, who are in solidarity with unvaccinated over the idea that the government's going to run all these kinds of checks. And yeah, it, I wish that we could, we could come together on that principle that your personal decision is secondary to whether it is forced on you by the but authorities or the government, yeah. but they love them some force, man. It's it's hard to come together with people who think that they should be able to control your life up to and including stabbing you against your will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Scare O'Connor, I'm a manager for a company that is pushing masks again despite no state mandate. My manager demanded I and my employees uh, wear them and we refused. I have two weeks of my own PTO to make a deal with HR. I'm out of a job. Good for you for standing on principle. Th- yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm glad you're doing that. And, um, you know, as, as I was saying, it sucks and it, it sucks for our family too, but you got to start taking stances. Everybody's got to draw their line. Yeah. And I'm not saying your line has to be the same as the chatters or has to be the same as my family's, but you do need to think about your line in your head because they keep creeping and crossing line after line after mm-hmm. line. Your line is going to come. Just yeah. think about it. And I'm glad that you're doing that. And thank you for taking a stance. Yep. That's great. Uh, hoof-hearted. Um, Mayor Beetlejuice was dive-bombed by flies and it's presser today. She uh, seems flies can identify BS in all forms. Uh, Chirac is a lost cause. Uh, Chicago. That's oh. what they call it. Chirac is Chicago. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh. Uh, 
Blonde, you're stupid hot as of late. Matt, I love you. Thank you. Well, thank you. And Beetlejuice being a reference to Lori Lightfoot. Yeah. Yes. I solved the code. Cracked the code. Beetlejuicy. Hmm. Um, Nicholas Gay says, I'm so glad I'm subscribed to this stream in Hero Body. So did you all catch Rogan going off on the vaccine passports and the nonsense vaccines? Pretty great stuff with a huge reach and speaking out. That's great if, if, if true. I didn't hear what he had to say. I saw the headlines of Joe Rogan rips vaccine passports or whatever. I, I, yeah, um, I'll have to listen to what he said. But uh, if there are if there are negative headlines about Joe Rogan, that's usually an indicator he said something obvious and correct. So I'm going to go with that for the time being until I listen. Um, Semper Ad Meliora says, just wanted to ask for thoughts and prayers for Chicago. 45 people shot in an 11 hour period, four yeah. dead, including a police officer. Rest in peace, Ella French. She was shot in the head during a traffic stop. Oh, traffic stop, terrible. and she had a baby two months ago. Mm. First uh, police officer killed in Chicago, I think in like 18 months, something like that. But yeah, new mom killed in a traffic stop in Chicago. Yikes. Um, compassion says quit job of 12 years to escape anti-racism training, moved life to new state for new job. Two months later, vaccine is required work from home oh, job to what don't know what to do. My options are narrowing. I don't even know what, ugh, what to advise people to do. It's just, you, just don't you, get it. Don't get it. The only thing I can advise is sit down and say, this is the line I won't cross. And again, that's different for different yep. people, but you must draw that line. Yeah. And if this to. is your line, then, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes life pushes you uncomfortably in the direction that you're supposed to go. I think of the birth of this show and my channel as what it is now. It's because, you know, it's not the same. It's not the same pressure, but it's because I came under the management of somebody I couldn't stand at my old job. And right. it was like the world telling me you're not supposed to be doing this. And I know yeah. it doesn't make any logical sense to quit your perfectly mediocre, stable job with good benefits to go do something reckless and take a chance on what sounds moronic. I remember calling my mom and saying, I'm going to try to be a YouTuber with my savings. She's like, That's stupid. That. <laughs> but I swear I'm I swear I'm onto something, mom. And my yeah, mom, yeah. you know, my mom stood by me because that's what Aww. good moms do. But my point is. It was pressure in the workplace that was really uncomfortable and pushed me into what seemed like a stupid decision at the time that totally changed my life for the better. And turned out to be a great decision. Yeah. It can be a similar circumstance, you know? So, yeah, change, you gotta be brave. And yeah. even if you think something is gonna ruin your life, like this show, in many ways, it it's it's closed off opportunities in the real world for me, but it's yeah. also opened up so many opportunities. And true freedom is being able to say whatever you want all the time. I'm free. I don't care if I have a bad reputation. Freedom. Freedom. Except for Susan, but mostly free. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Whatever. I feel we like did pretty I can well say, without that bitch that one week, though. That's true. Uh, so I feel like I can say most listening. of what I want. Yeah. 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 Um, Polaris says, in case you don't know, uh, the VA will not cover any future side effects of any soldier volunteering for the jab until it's mandatory. It's not service related. Oh. My first sergeant tried to vax us. We said no. Wow. That's, that's an that important, important information. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks for letting us know. Uh, Keeney says the only thing that gets Pelosi moister than ice cream is her exorbitantly <laughs> expensive freezers. Uh, in her exorbitantly expensive freezers is a death she can politicize. <laughs> Ugh, she does moist. jump on that bandwagon pretty quickly. Although, you know, um, certain themes have also been expressed on this show. So I try not to moralize too aggressively. On that particular issue. 
Uh, Jackson Wilson grabbing bods and yeeting grandmas, and I'm all out of grandmas. I see what you did there. Little, little they live reference. <laughs> all that. Uh, quite frankly, I'm being touched inappropriately by Andrew Cuomo as I type this. There's literally nothing I can do to stop him. <laughs> well, thanks for stopping by, Frank. Um, I, I, I was telling Frank he's really killing it on his show lately. He's got he's had some really funny bits, and his Andrew Cuomo impression is second to none. I wish I could yeah. do a Cuomo impression like Frank can. So. Thank you for the quality programming. People might remember Frank from filling in for Blonde last summer when Blonde was out on birthing duty and um, and Frank's show is still going strong. So thank you, man. Birthing duty. I like that. It's um, about time to do it again. Oh, God. I know. I know. It is time to do mm. it. <laughs> I don't want to. Esoterica Unbound. Uh, had to listen to the last two shows yesterday. I've been on the road off the grid for the past two weeks and was in a national park when the new CDC masked, uh, masked hit dictation hit um park staff made a token push towards enforcement but i was encouraged by how few masks i saw during subsequent travel through arizona colorado uh nebraska iowa illinois etc that was actually really hard for me it appears regular folks (laughs) have had enough visited with family including my 83 year old dad 89 year old uncle and aunt on dialysis and others. That's great. I'm glad to hear it seeing some of the country good for you and I, i will emphasize as was a effective tactic last time around um the best strategy for me was just walk around places and when people say uh sir uh your mask say no thank you and just keep on walking rarely are they actually going to track you down and confront you let alone call the authorities just say no thank you and keep moving on your way yep that ends that most of the time um keeney says only a democrat would refute accusations of inappropriate touching by essentially saying look at all these other people i touched <laughs> it's it's one of the best defenses as in entertaining it's one of the worst for defenses yeah. f- as an argument but it's one of the yeah. best defenses as a piece of political entertainment that i've seen in a long time esoteric unbound continued that said two uncles both dems declined our visit due to fear that i'm unvaxxed by one man's own admission, they've been hiding out since last year. It's sad they've chosen to spend their last year's cowering. Yeah, I mean, this is what people are choosing. Is if you sep- if you sever yourself from family, how alive are you really anymore? I get that your heart is beating and your lungs are still breathing, but how alive are you actually? If you voluntarily yeah. sever your family from your life, well, at least yeah. I have my Judge Judy and my couch. Great, I know. Is that really what, what you would have picked? What quality of you- life is that? Yeah. Jeez. Um, a latest Cuomo killed thousands of seniors when he forced the sick into the nursing homes. That's not going away. People really hate it when you kill their parents. <laughs> this me too BS is just a distracting way to get rid of him. I don't know. That's what I thought last year when this was happening. Was that last year? Beginning uh, of the, this year? The coronavirus stuff for Cuomo? Yeah, it was like no, all No, no, the the um, first round of sexual assault. Oh, that was February of this year. Okay. I mean, I, initially I was like, oh, they're just trying to cover for this um, grandma killing story. And then- after that blew over, I was like, oh, I guess nobody really cares. Yeah, that was the theory. Like, he's going to get ousted so they don't have to talk about the grandma killing. Right. But since the grandma killing has been basically excused, the Justice Department has said, we don't care. We're not going to investigate it. Yeah. And it seems like the political scrutiny on that has really died out. Died out. It's something else. Hmm. John Doe, Cuomo, blonde has your back, but it doesn't count because she's a woman. Repeal the 19th. I'm with you. <laughs> Principles. Hines. I like it. It is. I, I I am the person that should have the least power in this world. Uh, Chris Hines, remember a reminder to check your emails about the Matt Andrews interview invitation, invitation I sent you. Don't make me arrange another Gavin cameo cringe fest. Please don't do that. 
Um, keep up the great work. <laughs> I love the toe. I mean, the show. We Thank you. Um, Monday is usually like my big email day, so it's possible I haven't seen it yet, um, but I will be in my email inbox tomorrow morning for sure. Thank you, man. Uh, the disgruntled DM. It is to help Kamala so she doesn't have to face him in the Democrat primary next time around. Oh, what? There's but nothing. He's not, he was never a promising candidate. And there's nothing you can do to make Kamala a, a politically attractive from an electoral standpoint. Like she could get installed yeah. as the vice president through the through the uh, by default, basically, because Biden steps down or dies or whatever. She's not going to get elected president of the United <sighs> States. That is not going to happen. Then again, stranger things have happened, especially when the elections are as free and as fair and as fortified as they currently are. Yeah, really. It's fairest elections of all time. Um, Michael Anderson, Cuomo Brothers Paradox. They're both Frito. <laughs> 912 Bush. If Cuomo is guilty of harassment, then the state pays 20 women. If whammon. If Cuomo is guilty of Rona deaths and the state pays out 15,000 ah. families. Maybe there's a theory that's uh, they are mutually exclusive. Why couldn't they just. Yeah, well, yeah. And it's also it just seems delayed too. like you could have you could have ousted Cuomo a lot quicker if that was the aim than let this drag on for months. Right. 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 Oddly committed Uh, to due process. That's that's the odd thing. Yeah. 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 Strange. KTZ, um, Atlanta and North Georgia area fans of the show meet up scheduled Saturday, August 14th, 2 p.m. at Chestnut Mountain. That is Saturday, August 14th, 2 p.m. at Chestnut Mountain. Hope to have a good turnout. Love the show. Matt and Blonde, thanks for the Sandy Safe Space. Send us pictures. Thank you so much. That's Atlanta and North Georgia area. KTZ in in the context list. Yeah. Yep. In Common at Hands 30, did you guys ever read Why the Last Man? It's a graphic novel that they're making into a show. Its premise will have feminists mad. Everything with a Y chromosome dies. No power, no food. Hot chicks become garbage men. No, I don't know the book. (gasps) But it sounds interesting. Semper Ad Meliora Blonde, see Luis, Louis Rossman's video on Cuomo's family profiting off homelessness, a nonprofit he started charges two to $4,000 $4, a month to taxpayers to house one person in squalid homeless shelter. <laughs> Yikes. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I got to reload this. Uh, Long Dong John says, Matt and I once made love to... <laughs> Matt and I... That shows how my mind is programmed. Matt and I once went to New York. Sorry. Uh, but we couldn't prove we were vaccinated. So they made us drink from the unvaccinated water fountain. Yeah, we're, we're right about there. Speaking of war movies is full metal jacket on the movie list. It is not currently. It's not, but But you know, I I don't have the power anymore. So, well, you do have the power for three more weeks. By the way, the movie list is getting a little slimmer. So if there are movies you're wanting to get in there. Uh, okay. Add to it, but yeah, um, it could be you, Long Dong John, soon enough. Adding Full Metal Jacket to the list if you that, submit buddy? your email and name to the form. Uh, Pseudo Sign says, "I work with people who talk like not getting the big poke makes you uh, anathema, but when you go out for drinks, they don't care. It's wild. Well, a lot of that is just the, it, it's that theater, the same thing that the masks are theater. It's just that sort of signaling. Look how good of a person I am. I would never associate with the unvaccinated lepers out there. Uh, but then, you, you know, in your actual social life, it doesn't really matter because your friends are your friends and they're people, too. And you get along with them even when they you disagree with them yeah. anyway. 
D beetler beetle eater dog D beetle eater dog. Mm. Um, this distraction from the great ending of the Europeans from blank has been completely successful. I agree that 2 billion Europeans are as good as gone or would be, except there are only 500 million of, of us left. Scribble Sorry. I just, square. I just, uh, assumed that this was a Holocaust thing. So I had to, <laughs> Something, something. It numbers. Whenever I see say. blank million, I'm yeah. like, can I say this? Um, thank you, D Beetler, D Beetle Eater, Eric Nervik. Um, I used to visit Ocean Shores, Washington, frequently, and drove by the Starways Star Wars shop in this video. Now I live in LA, but my fiance and I will be visiting Washington next month, and we will get some Star Wars merch. Excellent, Eric. Will you? Uh, and that's Eric with a K, by the way. So that's double appreciated. Um, Eric, if you wouldn't mind sending me an email, I would happily. Uh, purchase some goods from that man's shop and compensate you for your services as well, if we can arrange. But of course, it's only if it works out with your schedule. Let me know. Send me an email and have a good trip. Um, this is Nicholas H. Your call with Magic Sky Fairy on Wednesday triggered a paradigm shift in how I view raising my son. The part about being the man that you want your son mm. to be. It all clicked. Thanks, Magic Sky. Yeah, that was a good call. Uh, and if you'd like to listen back to uh, that call on the Wednesday show, of course, that's all on the audio platforms. But that was a great call, not only about the philosophy of fatherhood, but if you remember that one, Blonde, that was about whether libertarians wanting to leave people alone in that perfect society in which we are all self-actualized, rationalized, freedom-valuing people versus the counterpoint that was raised in the chat earlier that there are levers of power in the world that have to be pulled by someone. So it's either you who's going to do it in moral fashion or some absolute degenerate like Bill de Blasio, who's going to be pushing them. So even if you're power averse yeah. and you want nothing to do with the power, perhaps assuming some control of those levers is in fact, the way to assure to ensure that they're, um, they're not properly flipped. Or, or that they are properly flipped, I suppose. They're not improperly flipped to violate other people's rights. I'm making it more complicated than it was because we're more than two hours <laughs> I deep. Got it, it, was, though. it was a I great call. It. And yeah, uh, shout out to Magic Sky Fairy. And you as well. Um, uh, all the best in fatherhood, Nick. Tori D, in regards to the <sighs> yikes, uh, Olympic weightlifter. Oh, no, that's fine. Tranny Olympic. Okay, never mind. Tranny Olympic weightlifter. I have uh, to wonder if it's failing was an intentional act for proponents to use as evidence mm. of there being no difference between men and women competing. Was um, it I don't know. Maybe I just, the whole thing is so preposterous. I'm just there for the lulls. Um, YB Nick says I'll sleep soundly on my bed of money. The merchant shows his true colors yet surprises nobody. If that weren't about Ben Shapiro, I, I wouldn't have said I wouldn't have read it. Uh, mistakes were made all around. It was a rough showing <laughs> for for the entire for the entire panel that night. Yeah. You're an asshat. Um let's see. Uh the S foil says mask mandate into here yesterday, ninety five percent of customers and employees still wearing masks. Today at the grocery <laughs> store saw three people in masks cut in front of an old man with a walker. <laughs> how are they the how are they the good people I yeah know. yeah looking out for the elderly unless it's in the grocery line then fuck that guy yeah um the life sentence says the cowardice of the public will be our undoing don't be afraid of confrontation i've come to the conclusion that most people are fine with being enslaved but they tend to balk at their children being enslaved hmm. think about them is that true 
well, certainly I think you're willing, you're probably more willing to be aggressive in your own defense. If that's not a contradiction in terms, but you get what I'm saying. Like you're more inclined to take quicker, more drastic defensive action on behalf of your children than you probably are on behalf of yourself. I bet. I yeah. bet that's true. Yep. Um, Laurel, I've officially moved to Michigan. The move was a beast. Aren't they always now we begin the task of combining two households, lots of work yet to do. Your show is a welcome break from the chaos. That's so lovely. I'm glad to hear you found a good man, Laurel. Congratulations, Laurel. We appreciate it. We love you. You're very special. And of course, uh, Laurel's, uh, channel is always a a great place to stop by before our stream on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Uh, JM says Milgram shock experiment, the extreme willingness of adults to go to almost any length of the command of an authority constitutes the chief finding and the fact most urgently demanding explanation. Uh, let me know in the live chat. Wasn't that famously, uh, like faked? Um, one of these famous cycle major psychological experiments turned out to be horseshit. I can't remember which one it was. And that was the one where they were basically instructed to shock people and the people's pain kept getting increased and increased, but they would still do it basically. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Keeney says how many of the states seeing increases in COVID infections receive surprise immigrants? I'm sure Biden's ice is staying on top of that contact tracing. Yes. I know Texas and Florida are the big blame states right now. So perhaps yeah. there's something to that. They're saying up to 20% of those crossing the border are testing positive for coronavirus. The Stanford prison experiment was ah, the one that ended okay. up being horseshit. Okay. Okay. My bad. Um, long down, John blonde Fauci's right. He's cooking up the new deadly Corona variant in Wuhan right now. They're going to call it the midterm variant. Yeah. I've seen that one circulating. Uh, that does seem like a, there's probably a lot of political motivations behind the mutations going on right now. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Um, apparatchik. Is that right? Michael Osterholm said on Rogan that it was impossible for the virus to have been created in a lab. The only nature is creative enough. That only nature is creative enough to come up with it. Kicked myself for months for believing him. Turns out yeah. the Chinese are plenty creative, I guess. Um, I do remember viruses. listening to him on Rogan early on, like March of 2020. I remember that because I listened too. And I don't remember much of the specifics of what was said, but I remember walking away from it with the impression that this was well, at least his perspective was it was much more serious than I was inclined to believe at the time. But I don't remember exactly what was discussed. Mm-hmm. Colonel, I didn't watch it. Uh, with regards to mutants, it's completely opposite. Vaccinated create selective pressure for new variants to escape immunity. Leaky vaccine hmm. transformed Merrick's disease from dangerous, but mostly okay and 100% lethal for the vax. Unvaxed. Yeah, this is kind of the question we were getting at. You talk about how it's uniquely on the unvaccinated for prompting mutations is it possible that the vaccine itself is partly responsible for mutations i'm not saying that to tell you what to do in your vaccine decision but just as a matter of pure science is it possible that the prompt is actually working both ways or the opposite way that he was talking about yeah yeah i don't know i need i i'm not a virologist i i can't opine Thunderstorm in communism, equality for all, but some are more equal than others. P.S. Check out the sci-fi FYI. That's can't be right. Sci-fi, sci-fi film. Yeah. The darkest hour. It's free on YouTube. All right. Well, thank you for the wreck. Boom, baby. The old boom, baby support. Well, I remember the feud. Boom, baby is for- back. I know the egg carton empty Um, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Hmm. Yes, we do all need to 
keep sight of that. Thank you, Boom Baby. Appreciate it. Um, and welcome back, you motherfucker. Um, <laughs> we Rocky are at the Mountain bottom Monk. of the hour. Are you good on time? Um, my baby's freaking out, but I probably should go downstairs. I just gave a whole spiel on how women shouldn't be working, and they shouldn't. Okay. I can I can probably take care of... Uh, I, I don't mind uh, clearing out the uh, chats here if you need to go, but... Thank you guys so much for a wonderful show, and I look forward to talking about Total Recall next week, and hopefully... Uh, we won't have that much news coming up because it's really making me depressed. <laughs> Maybe it'll <laughs> just, just be lighthearted that, news like hoax hate and stuff. Think of that delightful Vietnam vet, man. That's you will inspire you. I'll watch that every day. All right. Have a great right. night. See you guys later. Bye. Okay. Not technical difficulties, I suppose, but you know, we'll go with that. Need some visual filler. Um, anyway, we'll get through the rest of the chats. We'll call it a night. Let's see. Uh, Rocky Mountain Monk says the CDC published a study in, uh, on the 2020 Sturgis rally and reported that it was linked to 649 COVID cases, including one death out of 500,000 attendees. Yeah. See, that's the thing. When they can actually do the direct connection, the numbers were drastically reduced. But of course, last summer, the reporting was responsible for 250,000 infections based on some bullshit model and not actual real world information. That's always the uh, paragraph that's 11 paragraphs down. Um, that That's so I'm glad you. Uh, I'm I'm glad that actual data came out on that. I didn't know that they actually found that information. Now I do. Thank you for that. Eric S says I live in Aberdeen um, in Washington. Okay. And the star Wars shop is now one of my favorite businesses out here because of that video. We need more people to stand up against the leftist mob, just like Sucre did. Well, Eric, this is Eric with a C um, anybody who's willing to, to help me acquire some, some merchandise from that man's store. I would greatly appreciate it. And I'll pay you for your troubles. Uh, thanks for the info and for supporting the show. Luis Rodriguez, uh, Zier Zier Binks. I'm not sure I get the, the reference. Zier Zier. Is that a G reference? I don't know. You're a little over my head. I know Jar Jar, of course. I just don't know the joke. Um, let's see. Mostly peaceful gun owner says you guys stream on a regular schedule. You take tips from the audience and you show toes on the stream. It's time for you two to quit screwing around and embrace your role as e-girls. We're way different we're way different than e-girls and we're way different than those cameo whores who will simply say anything when you send them money. We're classier. We're way above that sort of thing. Obviously. Thank you, man. Uh, knuckle hunky buck, which I always struggle to say. I hereby call Biden a jogger head there. Now we have to remove him from office. Right? Well, the logic holds. If you call someone a slur or you call a thing a slur, it has to be removed. Thank you. Esoterica Unbound says, when I saw Apocalypse Now, I really it really rattled me. The senior officer I served under at the time was almost exactly like Duvall's uh, Colonel Kilgore character, except with more testosterone. I never felt uh, like more of a red shirt. That was a good character, too. Um, and and thanks for uh, thanks for the thoughts and supporting the show and for serving the country as well. Um Das Pooch says between vaccinated vaccination and mask mandates, language policing and the rest, the communist elite really does seem intent on transforming our nation into the future of demolition, man. This timeline. So that's another movie that needs to be on the list because I don't know the reference, but I'm told it's, it's great and it's relevant. So hopefully we get to see it soon. Uh, President Megtama says I couldn't watch live tonight, but here's some love. I'll catch the feed on Gab later. Well, thank you for supporting the show. Tyler Pankratz says Heart of Darkness, uh, Hearts of Darkness, The Making of Apocalypse Now is even better. A great documentary. Check it out. Perhaps I shall. Or perhaps we'll see that one nominated later. The Life Sentence 2278 says in the coming months, showing proof of vaccination against coronavirus will become commonplace before going into a bar, getting on a flight or going back to school or the office to deter people who are 
um, vaccine averse and might be tempted to flash fake credentials. New York lawmakers passed a bill Thursday criminalizing falsification of vaccine records under state law. So not only will they banish you from polite society, they'll criminalize it, criminalize you or put you in prison for uh, any sort of um, any sort of falsification of records to reenter that society. Uh, I just, I, I know it's not, I know it's not easy if you live in New York, it's not as simple as just leave, but damn, man, uh, if you're in that part of the country, you got to be strategizing in that way now. And hopefully free states will hold the line. Raynor, uh, Raynor Chen says, Hey guys, long time, no chat, just a simple question for you. Which would you choose a, a woke ruled America or based CCP rule with a based governor? If you're curious about the latter choice, check out uh, GG of CA on Twitter. Well, um, <laughs> Blonde would probably interject with some positive assessments of China on certain fronts. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what she would say. I can I pick neither? I mean, I don't I don't I, based CCP rule. I mean, I don't is that based communist rule. I, I, I don't know, man. I can't pick either of those things. And what's the difference, really? Like, what's the difference between wokeivist rule and ba- uh, based CCP rule, other than I guess the CCP is edgier on race issues? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I choose neither. I choose go live in the woods. I hate to I hate to cop out on that question, but I can't honestly pick either. Carl's opinion says uh, went after Cuomo since he was the pale skin alternative to Kamala in 2024 that Dems would have voted for without being called the R word. Uh, Maybe so, but man, uh, protecting Kamala, there's not, there's nothing you can do to get that lady elected authentically. It's not going to happen. Shanique was stunning and brave says apocalypse now is the first example of, of fats ruining great things. I don't know if that's the right word. It's a masterpiece till Willard gets to Kurtz's base. Then everything was changed for Brando who was fat and lazy. Oh, so you do mean fats. See heart of darkness documentary. Well, maybe I'll have to check that out. Let's see. Um, just a few more on YouTube. We'll check in with tippy stream and Trovo and D line. We'll call it a night. Holden Mulray says, Matt, take a play from the left. Don't be afraid to use the corner case wife's pregnancy to advance a larger agenda. If she needs inspiration, tell her to think of January 6th. I hear it works wonders. I know. I just, I just, I want to argue honestly, you know, I want to present the case that we believe in its most authentic sense. It's not that I don't want to protect my pregnant wife. I do. I especially don't want my pregnant wife restricting her breathing and wearing a mask when the baby's due in like six weeks. But what feels a little dishonest about that is I, I want to extend that same protection and that same choice and those same rights to everybody. And I know it's not a pure rights argument. It is a private store. It's a private business. I get it. But just in the spirit of preserving choice for people, especially when there isn't any pressure on the store to get control of this matter. I just want to be as honest as possible, but maybe you're right. I need to start thinking more tactically and less and less about, I don't know, intellectual authenticity. Although I'm still going to place that value fairly high, but you're right. Winning the, the more and more they creep winning becomes more and more paramount. It, it really does. If you sacrifice to these people, they'll make sure you sacrifice everything and there'll be nothing left to save. Jay Lovell says uh, they want to, uh, they know they have to remove Cuomo for all of the COVID deaths. The touchy feely cases are their way of doing so without admitting COVID fault. Could be. Um, I just, if they, if they wanted to do that, it could have been so much more efficient. Why'd they drag this whole thing out with this months long investigation, but maybe there's something I'm missing. Uh, Fengzian. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Hey, Matt and Blonde, uh, could I make a movie request? Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles for a Thanksgiving special. Well, 
we have a process for this. That's <laughs> commitment to process, like I was saying. Um, but absolutely enter the nominator pool, and perhaps you will be selected to do exactly that. And thank you for the recommendation. Let me check up on Tippy Stream. And then we'll round out with DLive and Trovo, and we will call it a night. Phil, no, I got Phil. Raggle Fraggle says, uh, the governor here in Louisiana brought back the mask mandate. I was politely asked to wear a mask at mass and politely declined. Yes, Blonde, you were right about Philly D looking forward to contributing to the movie picks, Matt. Well, uh, did the uh, did the church still make you wear the mask when you said no? Or did they uh, allow you to remain maskless? Let me know. Send me a message. And uh, all the best to you, man. Thank you. Michu says, my gay gym is the only place in this tiny town that requires masks. Think, uh, or no, this week I wrote them a long letter saying it is on the employer to push back on management or the employees to push back on management if they do not want to, uh, to be liberated for their stupid stupidity of enforcing mask mandates. Yeah. Well, and a gym is a particularly asinine place to wear a mask for a number of reasons. Number one, wearing a mask while doing physical exertion is probably detrimental. I'm not a expert scientist, but I can tell you that when your body is under physical pressure, physical exertion, you're supposed to be breathing. So you probably shouldn't restrict that. And two, if you're the sort of person that's so terrified that you need to wear a mask, maybe don't go to the place where everybody sweats their bodily fluid all over everything every single day, every hour of every day for months and years on end. I understand gyms do their best job at cleaning these places, but if you're not looking to encounter the fluids of other people, a gym is a very poor choice for a place to attend. So I don't have a lot of sympathy for people who are hypochondriacs at the gym. Maybe you should make a home gym. You know, that's not to excuse gyms of poor hygiene. They should clean up. But there's a certain reality that when you have a mass of people sweating all over everything, you're going to encounter some germs. Just the reality of what gyms are. Okay, uh, Trovo. Let's see. Uh, C2K says the Trovo crew have decided that we need a Vax mocked fry t-shirt in the store. I sent you an email about a university in my city offering uh, 5,000 pounds or 69 bucks. Um, I, I, it's possible that I can do uh, custom graphic designs if we have someone who's able to do the design. Yeah, send me an email. We can talk about it. Uh, let's see. And thanks for supporting the show as well. Chubby Stubby says without double standards, uh, many people would have no standards at all. Yeah, I mean, they that, that is the end result. No standards at all. Um, that's certainly what we're living through. Chubby Stubby also says Obama variant would be called the Lambda 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 variant. I know Matt won't get that reference. I actually don't, but maybe one day. Uh, thank you guys over on Trovo. And we are good over on DLive. Thank you guys for hanging out there. We'll give YouTube a quick refresh before we get out of here. And we will call it a night. Looks like we're good. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Very much appreciated trying to make sense of a nonsensical world. And thanks for letting me talk about that personal situation as well. I know, you know, this isn't a show about personal lives all the time, but as we all kind of go through how to think about this encroaching authoritarianism that's exerting itself upon us, I hope it's helpful to think through these things together in one of the few places they still allow us to do that. Peace and blessings be upon Susan, of course. I would never want to offend her. Um, but if you are looking for more to listen to, there's uh, the call-in show replays. There's other interviews. There's a bunch more stuff over on the audio platforms of the show. They're linked in the description and on the website. Anything else show-related, head on over to the website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night.